Toronto reading that law line. I will be arrested for not taking a fucking vaccine. This is not a fucking joke anymore. This is fucking dead serious. I am fucking dead serious. These people don't know who the fuck they're actually playing with. Yeah, in a coup they might come and fucking intimidate me and whatnot. But fuck, they do not understand what the fuck just one person like myself is capable of. They do not fucking understand. No fucking vaccine or MRA will ever flow through my fucking blood blood. Never! I will fucking die fucking fighting for my forefathers and my fucking lineage. Fuck these motherfuckers. Friday Jihad, blessed by Allah today. That's right, folks. Another edition of the Jihad Science Show, and it's bloody cold. Might have to. I've got the AC running. That's probably not helping. But uh, ah, the room gets stuffy. What can I say? I hope everyone is well. And uh, well, I wish uh, I wish my flock was all a hundred percent. But um, I'm afraid that's not the case so um today uh all every every ounce of grift that i do uh is of course friday being oh it's saturday now for me but uh, friday for a lot of you still friday of course is for tax evading blick simon phoenix uh any donations uh will go to him but but this is the uh the serious part um Chris, uh, Chris, French, France, France, I think, from the UK, who does a lot of the, um, how shall I say, um, a lot of marketing for me, website management, um, is going into hospital on Tuesday. And uh, I, you know, he, like the rest of us, is, uh, how should we say, one one step away from the uh, fentanyl highway 
and uh, the the flotsam that the the hierarchy that the uh, upper echelons like to look down on and uh, um he is going into hospital on the tuesday for a uh, major uh, operation um and look the, the the simple fact is is um he's he's in such a poor position um, that he he even um, pawned his mic this morning. Um, that's just to try and help pay for uh, gas. And um, so you know, um, I'll spl I'm splitting I'm splitting money from uh, tax evading Blick Simon Phoenix and to Chris. From the UK, there, there you see. Uh, I don't know if that's him in the chat. Chris France Media, yeah. Um, and yeah, I, it, it's, it's not right that um, he should be um, so, so on the breadline that he, he's. It wouldn't be a small decision for him to pawn a mic and, um, well, his, his. Well, you know these these things aren't cheap, and. Uh, <laughs> I think we should we should try. I'm trying to do everything that I can to help. So, uh, yeah, I'm gonna keep making pleas uh, to uh, help help the back end of this operation, this operation that's here guiding you through the uh, psychological operations being uh, foisted upon you. And boy, are they coming fast! Of course, we have to take a look at the Pfizer faggot. And for that, I think we're going to have a guest appearance from uh, Davy Croco. His uh, <laughs> his humanity for the uh, the left hookers <laughs> is well renowned. So I'm I'm presuming it will be an interesting interesting segment. Um, and you know what, Davy, I uh, appreciate the the mic we can send him a mic you know what chris needs help to fucking heat his apartment <laughs> like when i say breadline he's like he's he's uh he's soviet breadline um it's it's that bad um i'm sure he would appreciate uh the donation of the mic though but um he needs he needs some we need to pay his fucking gas bills and make sure that uh he's in um uh uh, uh, not such a stressed position going into hospital and you know the, the simple fact is I've bec I, I'm his point of contact there's no one around him in the UK that can act as an advocate even for him uh, going into the hospital and you know, as I said to him I trust the NHS about as far as I can shit and um, I've asked him to um, thank you Susan uh, let's, get, let's get this ball rolling Let's let's pay. let's make sure that uh, Chris can come out to uh, a warm apartment. Um, should he? Well, I, I'm hoping everything will be okay. And actually, um, the, the the I don't know if I'm. But I see Chris in the chat. And um, look, man, um, I've told Chris to stay in touch with me right up to the point they knock him out, and he's to contact me the moment he wakes up. But uh, an advocate who's in the UK um, could be handy if there's someone that just 
prepared to hand over a telephone number and uh, if Chris has got some instructions about how he would like the uh, state the state medical apparatus which uh, let's put it uh, bluntly um, has a significant significant iatrogenic <laughs> wave uh, coursing through it right now so um, thank you Susan for getting things rolling and so what, what I'll do right now is we'll jump to the uh, main screen of course uh, we all know about covert mob bar enhancement but let's let me do this please go to mccandojo.com and um, please help fund the <laughs> fund uh, tax evading blicks uh, Mackie D habit and um, Chris's uh, gas bill so he gets out the uh, when he gets out the hospital um, he can um, be warm uh, go to Fauci.monster um, to tip use the weapons of the tyrants against us the qr code of shame in the bottom flash your phone at that use your gpay or apple pay every every penny gets uh gets uh sent to uh i'll have to have to divvy it up <laughs> uh let's see um uh, i'll just say people are saying that they're sending um stuff already so let me uh, well, so uh, <laughs> two hundred bucks, uh, Ellen. You can have a. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Something for two hundred bucks. We can have a. It transcends. It goes far beyond one man. This needs to be fought against. This cannot be taken lying down. And uh, for uh, oh, you could have you could have had a. Uh, of Bimbo Bailey for that. I'll, d I'll do this one for uh, Laura. Wow! Uh, thank you, thank you for the dinos. That'll that'll go fast. We've already raised uh, $260. <laughs> well done. Well done, folks. Um, um, more! Send more! Send more! <laughs> Come on! Chris, have some fucking groceries! And he's going to... The fucking prepaid meters that you have in the UK... Oh, God, I remember having those. You have to just get these little plastic keys. You just have to sort of snap them off. I think things have moved on from there. You've probably got some QR code of uh, <laughs> shame. You've probably got a scan at the smart meter in the UK. But all right. So um seem to have better numbers here than YouTube. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm quite happy with Rumble. <laughs> Fuck YouTube and Google. They, they can go and... Uh, uh, spin on it as far as uh, I I can uh, as far as I can say boo and uh, another two hundred bucks uh, I can have a, a full hello <laughs> Akbar indeed hello Akbar indeed all right uh, let's see. Um, I'll I'll just do. I'll contact you with uh, Zoom, dude. I'll send you a Zoom link. But uh, <laughs> first off, first off, I've got to just shout out to Good Doggy for some of the Pfizer faggot <laughs> memes that have come in. 
<laughs> this one is great. And then I said, uh, this is a senior executive, the largest pharma firm in the world, I think. <laughs> and then it just gets more, more absurd. Uh, I, I'm blocking the way. Let me just do this real quick. <laughs> I, want, I want people to uh, appreciate the... No, go off, turn off. <laughs> Worldwide Pfizer director caught wearing dirty shoes on a gay date. <laughs> now, just take that picture in. I want you to take that, take that picture in. Just uh, take in the sentence at the bottom. A good doggy with uh, the the. Finest of touches, man. It took me a few seconds. Not a few, more than a few seconds. <laughs> Looking at this to get what was going on. <laughs> you can't just, oh God, you can't just record people like that. <laughs> uh, the pixelation just here. If you hadn't noticed it yet, the pixelation is great. Um. All right, let's move on. Got some. Uh, you wandered in here and wondering what's going on. I am, despite the, uh, despite the, should we say, irreverent uh, uh, cadence to the stream. I am. I am a legit scientist, all published and shit. And uh, you can find me on the internet. Uh, you can find what I used to do for a living, and uh, you know I went, I I put a lot of uh, effort into building the uh, <laughs> techno fascist prison. They're they're building around you. I'm afraid. <laughs> I'm trying to undo it. <laughs> Try my best. I got so many monkeys on my back and soul. I don't know what to do? So I'm trying. I'm trying my best to um, get this. Get this uh, bad karma away from me. And uh, with Allah's help. Where am I? Allah. I'll undo some of the karmic uh, damage. And, uh, of course, the homepage where I've updated the Twitter handle. Twitter seems stable now. I'm allowed back on there. Um, I'm behaving myself at the moment. And uh, <laughs> there you can find the Griff Link's. Uh, if you want to become a patron, of course. Uh, tips today, if you use the WTYL.live tip jar, um, everything goes uh, to Chris and Tax Evading Blick, uh, Simon Phoenix. Um, I tell you what, I can even, I think if I do this, uh, no, 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 I can make an update in real time. Ah, be a rough. I don't, I'm not. Um, not uh adding up the here let me just do this quickly properties browse and i want to say i don't know i think probably is that a good estimate of where we are yeah i think that is that's uh <laughs> that's closer it's closer to the uh funding goals for the month and uh, it's the end of the month <laughs> 
Yeah, and uh, what I would like is uh, hit the thumbs up because, like, Rumble is a, as a platform is just starting, right? The live streaming, and I'm actually as a metric doing pretty well for um, live viewers and people watching. And so, please follow, f hit the uh, subscribe button on uh, Rumble, and um, what's the other thing you want to do? Yeah, yeah, thumbs up. Hit the thumbs up. And um, we should uh, we'll see if we can get up there, yeah, getting people's faces on Rumble. Right, right. Moving on from there, I'll skip that one. You know about WTYL Live. Uh, much of the much of the money that I raise, and uh, the reason that I employ a tax evading blick uh, is because we have a streaming platform, uh, WTYL .live. Uh, Please use it. Go subscribe. Uh, we're now using the PeerTube platform. Uh, it seems far more flexible. And, um, yeah, uh, go to it. Oh, we could even watch the, uh, <laughs> the Pfizer thing on it. Shout out to Tax Vading Blick for that. Yeah, I might do that instead of, uh, let me put this over here all right so i want to touch on ukraine a little bit because i think there's been a significant escalation but you might not have heard about it and uh, let's start here in a reverent fashion um let's let's get an idea of how how the war is going with a quick look at uh wait for it the jew uh, zelensky uh let me play um his his uh degradation over <laughs> he's a deviant anyway so um karma karma's going for him Not looking too good there towards the end, and uh, I think I think that's about as good a metric as we can get uh, with respect to what's going on there. The Western sources uh, of propaganda are obviously leaning very much one way. It's more war all the time, and of course we have uh, Lindsey Graham uh, cooming about the supply of tanks, uh, M1 Abrams, to uh, the Ukrainian battlefield. Very pleased that the Biden administration has finally decided to supply American tanks to the Ukraine. The M1 Abrams tank is a terrific tank, will upgrade the military capability of the Ukrainians to evict the Russians' uh, invaders from their territory, which is the goal. The goal is to get uh, Russia defeated in Ukraine. Uh, you either pay now or pay later with Putin. If he <laughs> wins in Ukraine, he'll keep going. The Chinese are watching what we're doing. And if we show weakness in uh, Ukraine, they're gonna take Taiwan. So the tanks are helpful, very helpful. I'm glad to see the Germans are sending in the Leopard tank, which is probably a better fit. The combination of tanks and long range artillery will give uh, the Ukrainians the edge they need to evict the Russian invaders, which is in our national security interest. The sooner this war is over, is it? the better, the sooner. Is it? I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. Like I say, I think what we're looking at is the uh, the, the spasms 
the death spasms of empire, an empire that is sustained through very much the military-industrial complex and the <laughs> the. What did you say? The economic model of forever war. Just more war, more, more defense spending, more, more. And uh, Graham is a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. And, it, you know, he was there, you know, we had uh, a clip of him with uh, McCain um, standing him with the Azov battalion. <laughs> they were. As they were all uh, Nazi saluting. This this was a build-up done over many many years, right? This didn't emerge spontaneously, and we've gone over it before. We know the history. I want to, I want to, I can't get to Pfizer faggot. I know uh, David Crocco's waiting. Let's just see what else he's got to say. We defeat Putin, uh, the more stable the world will be. So well done to the Biden administration and to uh, the German government, but we need to act quicker. Uh, and more decisively, it's taken far too long to get to this point. Fuck him. And <laughs> in response, now I, I, I'm looking for other sources to um, back this up, but <laughs> in, in a very, very deft uh, chess move, I would wager, or I, I posit that Moscow will consider deliveries of Western-made munitions which contain uranium to Kiev as the equivalent to the use of dirty nuclear bombs, says Konstantin Gavrilov, yeah, I think that's how you say that, head of the Russian delegation to the negotiations on military security and armed controls in Vienna. Now, um... Those uh, those M1 Abrams aren't going to be much good if they aren't allowed to use their depleted uranium uh, shells. I guess is the where's, where's armchair warlord when you need him? Are they are they uh, shells? But um, as a as a uh, war, I don't know. I'm morbidly fascinated by it. Um, let me let me before I do that, I want to just look at this part and read read this out. After we just looked at what Lindsey Graham said, and the concept that I've I've been trying to hammer home, which is this the the nudge, right, that they're using all the time to push the population into you know an ever more um, existentially dangerous um, path, and this from Politico. Uh, so steady escalation. Early last year, Western allies agreed an unwritten policy not to supply Ukraine with a fully comprehensive package of weapons immediately after the invasion out of fear we would trigger a big response from Russia. A third senior diplomat from another European government said the thinking was that the West should provide its support gradually assessing the Russian response at every step. Many countries in the West think that if we were to supply Ukraine with all the hardware they asked us for in the first place, in the first phase of the war, there would be a strong Russian reaction, including nuclear. You may call this a process of getting Putin accustomed, the diplomat said. The strategy has been a slow but steadily upward trend in Western support from anti-tank javelins and portable air defense systems such as Stingers to HIMARS and more recently surface-to-air Patriot missiles, tanks and armored vehicles. The delivery of aircraft is therefore only a matter of when, the same diplomat predicted. 
British Foreign Secretary James Cleverly met senior U.S. officials in Washington last week to discuss further military support to Ukraine beyond the supply of tanks. Speaking afterward, Cleverly refused to say whether these conversations covered the supply of fighter jets, cluster bombs, or long-range missiles. Um, you know, why? Why do I? Why do I keep? beginning with the Ukraine war, because I think this will be the um, the distraction for, for what they've done in in the last three years. And, you know, we in, in the last stream, was it the last stream where I was looking at, oh, what was it? And they were describing, they, they're describing vaccines as countermeasures, which is, which is essentially military vernacular for uh, the vaccines and we we now know that this has been a sort of military operation from the beginning and you know, my my mind is going towards the the fact that um all that we've seen with uh covid has been part of the preparations actually leading up to this and it was a way of civil defense training for a population and uh, a way of probably, um, how would you say, weeding out dissidents. Um, when when uh, banking, banking and corporate interests uh, decide that they want to make money from uh, meat grinders, um, they don't want ne'er-do-wells speaking up and just saying, hey, hang on a minute, governor, what's going on here? And so they're probably doing a good job. Rumble probably doing a good job of uh, soaking up uh, all the distance. But right now, I'll take the fact that I can have a platform that it's not just one that we've had to um, build out as a um, how do you say? just just <laughs> get me round just to try to stay on the internet because the censorship was so harsh for people like myself who spoke out from the beginning just about you know the technical details of what we're dealing with um i'm very much convinced of a lab origin of the uh of sars um its manipulation the uh, the very obvious fingerprints in it with respect to um exceedingly toxic epitopes and the <laughs> <laughs> bizarre decisions made to replicate those epitopes in um, a gene transfection technology. It's all very, very suspect. All right. So uh, I had a had a clip where I wanted to maybe I'll, I'll do it afterwards. I'll get to um, let's get to Pfizer. <laughs> Pfizer faggot. Let's uh, let me uh, get uh Let's get Davey on the on the blower. Let's do that. Let me just pull up Zoom, and uh, I'll begin playing the uh, faggot. And look, I'll I'll say this: um, when I, when I watched it on the first on the stream yesterday, was it yesterday? Yes, yesterday. And my immediate instinct was: this doesn't feel right. I was like, the guy is too young. He's too fucking gay. And uh, no, maybe he's not too fucking gay for the um, the corporate systems that we have in place right now. He's part of the uh, woke totalitarian tiptoe, the rainbow fascism that they want to uh, stamp in our face forever. But um, there's there's something about him that just doesn't come off right. Now, I will say that I think that there in this kabuki theater, there are elements of truth 
And in this step up into this next generation warfare, whatever you want to call it, they have or, or, or what they're doing. Right, let me let me rephrase that. Who 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 are the protagonists of this war? And you know, I've sort of made the assertion that it's transnationals, right? I'm not sure countries exist as we imagine them to be. <laughs> as a as a lad when I grew up, I thought for what my country was. I know that's long gone. Okay, I, I would like to wind it back to something something resembling like Japan, you know. A, a an ethno state with strong borders, <laughs> polite neighbours, you know, no third worlders running around stabbing people, chopping heads off, that kind of thing. And it's it's the transnational public-private partnerships that have gone to war against the people, and they are prepared to use any and all means necessary to achieve their goals and i think part of that is bio warfare and in this in in this kabuki theater they've had to let some things go which i think point to the uh the source of uh, i didn't send the invite to, started just rolling off the um getting distracted hang on hang on davy wait wait where's zoom gone right uh do this, do this, and uh, um, so you know. I I think this gives us uh, the a good indicator that um, Yeah, who who we're at war against? You have to recognise that you're you know you're in a fight, and for sure, that's a ground truth. I think we can be uh, fairly certain of. And but you know the question has been against who, and in in that equation, I would posit that um, in this instance they're trying to make out. Pfizer is is the big bad uh, wolf at the door. Um, maybe, but I think there's a there's a whole bunch more behind that, and I don't know if there's been some decision to uh, throw Pfizer under the bus for this particular uh, stage of the war that we're in. Um, Maybe it's maybe that you know they've made enough money. <laughs> you get you get you get cut off now. Someone else gets to step in, etc. I, I I I don't know. What I do know is that uh, a lot of a lot of how they win is through the concept of destabilized perception, nudging, and uh, the. Um, let me see. I'm trying to get Davy in. Let's do this. And uh, the Pfizer faggot was um, is part of that. Uh, Davey, can you hear me? Your mic's off, bro. 
Yeah. Hey, how you doing? Professor Crocker, sir, how are you? What's up? What's up, dude? Uh, I don't know if you heard what I was saying um, in the lead-up. No up. gays allowed. <laughs> yeah, rule one, sir. <laughs> rule one. Yeah. Um, so, you know, my... Uh, my assessment was, uh, but the first time I, or, or the first episode, I guess we'll call it, first scene, if you like, it, it, it happened as I was preparing a stream. And so I didn't even prep for it. I just played it, had a sort of reaction to it. My immediate thing was, um, he, he seemed too young. I was just like, so overtly uh, gay that it seemed a, uh, a, 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 a sort of ludicrous, a pantomime, a pantomime faggot, if you like. Yeah, I, I don't trust James O'Keefe. I put him in the same uh, realm as like an Alex Stein, uh, where they have to stage these events. Mm. Um, and even if, say, this guy was just on a date and he was just talking out of his ass, I can handle that. It's the locked pizza parlor with five angled cameras all ready to go mm. and a fight breaking out and you know. Yeah, it's it was the um the the camp theatrics around you know, the, I'll, I'll share my screen with you. Uh, I mean I mean I work in that industry. If anyone comes in at least it's getting broken up. No one would lock the doors. This isn't fucking good fellas. Right. Uh, we're locking the person in. Um yeah, I'm trying to I've watched this fucking watched Cuban Gooding Jr. over here trying to put on the best performance of his life. Yeah, and I, I don't know, I did or oh, good, good doggy has done some memes and stuff, but this one's just cracked me up. Don't know if you see that, but um, the oh, I've lost the tab now. Couldn't make that go away. Yeah, please, thank you. Um, yeah, there were there were just elements of it that seemed highly contrived, and you know, the guy the guy is placed perfectly in the window. Um. I mean, I'm presuming because the oh, you can't hear the sound, right? Hang on, a, hang on a second. Uh... This could all be avoided if we didn't allow gays to go out in public, <laughs> or, or go, go into go into pizza places. Right? They, shouldn't they? Uh, shouldn't they? You just have to go to underground clubs when I were a lad. Come <laughs> find the I club mean, this, back this, a bit. This is like catch a predator. There's no one else in there but them. Like, well, it's just so staged. I don't know. I, I, you see people walk in, right? But the, um, you know, I've watched, I watched it a few times, and you know, each each time I watched it, I was like, oh, it's it's coming off more and more fake, and the melodramatic nature of the the dude was, or the faggot, the Pfizer faggot, was a bit over the top and look a bit you know that what do they um 
Like this guy is supposedly a uh, senior executive in charge of worldwide distribution distribution of mRNA products, right? Yeah, and when he was talking with James, when they were like arguing, he had said something like, "I, I told you I was a consultant or something like that." Yeah. Um, so it was all sus. Yeah. And um, Boston Consulting Group, something like that. And I'm, you know, so I try, I've tried to sort of dig in. Like, he's got no academic record. Um, so he's not a, uh, he's not like an expert on mRNA in any way. Like, he doesn't have a track record. He's too young to have a published track record, in my mind, that would allow him or... or in my mind, put him into a position that would be in it, it, globally in charge. It doesn't make sense. And yeah. you know the well. What, what did I, I say? James, James O'Keefe has been in like uh, you know Ben Cut fudging shit. Uh, I think he's got something looming about the Ashley Biden diary right now. I don't know anything about that. What's, what's that? What's what did he do? Uh, he might have published or showed something, uh, but th there's some kind of legal trouble on that front. Well, I mean, uh, I, I guess the point is, is if he sh what he showed was actually true or not. I mean, that's the that's the test here. But um, I don't I don't know enough about Veritas. I've I've always considered them a bit sort of. Uh, contrived um they take credit for releasing the diffuse documents and that was my friend uh charles rixey who did that yet these guys claim credit for it and um you know the oh so that yeah there's a there's a there's a couple of other factors that came up so i managed to listen to the Twitter spaces of the first uh, the first scene if you like but the Twitter spaces for me for the second one is not available now I don't, I don't know if someone can tell me that they can access that Twitter space right now and it's just me um, I would uh, I would appreciate the the input um, uh, yeah, tell me more about Veritas, dude. Well, I mean, I know he has lost some verdicts um, uh, to a Democrat consulting firm that he tried to, you know, infiltrate uh, a woman in and get her campaigning and got caught. I know there was something with the Washington Post. Uh, I can't remember exactly what that one was, uh, but I'm sure I could find it. Uh, tried to trick the Washington Post with a fake sexual harassment story. Um, so he tried to like make them publish something with his secret sources, but it was all made up. Um, it, I just don't like these. EV guys, it's like him, Jack Posobiec, Alex Stein, like all of these people, they have to manufacture shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and Posobiec's uh, always been sus and Cernovic, 
<laughs> Cernovich, uh, say no more. Um, in, in my oh, mind. yeah. The, I mean, Cernovich, the guy that defended uh, Alan Dershowitz. Yeah. Yeah, good guy. Well, what was, what was his other one? If in doubt, whip it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, sometimes. Sometimes it's a good strategy. I mean, but... It's a gorilla mindset, so we really can't understand. <laughs> right. Just got... Remember when these people were like, like they were having like all the subs, like you'd see him, Malin, you, all these fucking people. And now they all cry. Now they all cry because they can't adapt. They get censored once they cry. Yeah, there's uh, there's very much the, um, how'd you say, it's a, a kind of victim complex around them, right? And, you know, where is Steve, Stefan Molyneux now? Is he even still streaming? Um, oh, I have no idea. The last video I saw was My Brutal Year, and he... Uh, cried and it was hilarious Nick, man. Um, I can't have respect for someone that if someone donates money to you and you shame them oh yeah that's right he did he did the one dollar um, yeah 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 that's right um, yeah, look man I've been, I've been on Stefan Molyneux dollar. I'll have you know Dr. Crocco um. one dollar to somebody you know is different than twenty dollars from somebody else. Yeah, yeah, uh, for sure. You know, you know uh, shit on him. Yeah, it's um. Look, uh, Stefan Molyneux was making a very, very good living, right? He he had uh, over a million subs, I think. On. Oh yeah, he had money before he started. I think. Mm. Yeah. I think he had some tech tech business or something he sold off or something like that. Mm. Yeah. Um, and he he and wanted the... to be this great philosopher, but you know, yeah, it didn't didn't quite not. sort of pan out, right? <laughs> didn't quite have the testicular fortitude that was uh, required. What was it? What was he called? Defooing? Was that his? Uh, that was his thing, right? Uh, yeah, him and his wife. Some weird, yeah, some weird shit. Um, making me go back in my Molyneux catalog. Uh, turn that off for a while. I just haven't haven't seen him around, and he was pretty good about uh, when COVID came on the scene, and you know he was doing the the thing is he got uh, he got zapped pretty much uh, after I went on his um, stream. I don't know if I was uh, partly responsible for that or not, but. Well, um, he made this video where he was like asking the audience, like, "What should I do? Like, do you do you want me to write a book? Do you want me to make a documentary?" And that's when you know you lost it. Like, mm. you know, you can't make your own content or make your own idea. Yeah. So someone's saying in the chat, "Defooing is some cult shit, separating people from their families." Uh, yeah. And uh, good doggy is pointing me to a Twitter. Let me just grab that if there's some update here. But, you know, the, the, the feeling I have is just, it, you know, my immediate reaction was this dude, this dude seems too young. I kept asking the, the chat as it's going on, can someone just please verify this? And they, and then they said there's, um, documents 
um, internal documents from Pfizer, which apparently support that he worked for them. Now, I don't, I don't doubt that he might have worked for them, but uh, I think the the title might be. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Uh, in in And James O'Keefe, and O'Keefe is another one of these people I can't trust because he's one of these elections are rigged at people mm. um but they are dude. like well <laughs> they're pre they're pre no no i mean like they're i believe they're predetermined they don't need to gather all the paper ballots and 18 wheelers and go burn them it, like they just don't count them and they pick the winner mm. uh yeah so uh at a side uh, link me to the brian o'shee um Substack, and you know, I had a had a brief look through this, and again, um, you know, this this was interesting. He took a Boston Consulting Group sponsored Mandarin Chinese language and business immersion course right before the pandemic hit the United States, and um, you know, I'm sort of of the opinion that um, we were dealing with uh, the disease much much earlier and i'm highly suspicious of the valley deaths the vaping um the the symptoms just overlap too closely with covid and we should we should be pulling those bodies out and um i've been looking into uh vaccine psychosis lately yeah there's plenty of that going around bro <laughs> No, no, I mean like the this like you get it and then the symptoms come on, start getting delusions. There's been suicides. Mm. Um, yep, yeah, I, I've had a. Few, the thing is, I've just, I've sort of tailed off with the scientific papers. You know, they've become a bit repetitive. We've, you know, we can establish that. Yeah. It 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 gets into the brain. Um, so, some people it hits worse than others. And um, I, I have no doubt that it's causing neurological harm in a in a oh, subset sure. subset of patients. And if the you know some of the more over motor sim symptoms that we've seen, so people that have got re you know really tremulous um, behaviors, you've seen those videos, right? Um, yeah. Uh, you can have things like Guillain-Barre syndrome, and the the simple fact is that um, you the, the the brain is functionally divided, right? And so, impact in one system or one part of the brain will manifest differently in another region. And so, if you have the same insult that make that would make you all tremulous, happen in like the dorsal prefrontal cortex, then you're in, you're in that territory where you could have psychotic breaks. And yeah, that's that's what I've been uh, reading, and it's a uh, you know drastic personality changes. You'll mm. you'll hear the spouse say they came home, they were a completely different person, almost mm. like uh, gang stalking or targeted individual behavior. They started presenting, you know. Mm. very paranoid very delusional yep um but you know the well 
it's the it's the spike protein as a causative agent and it the the same has happened with the virus as well and you know this is people have to realize that the two are sort of congruent and you know maybe maybe you'd have been okay with the virus exposure you know if you're young and healthy enough um but stick a stick a needle in you and we know that we know that lipid nanoparticle goes all over the all over the body including the brain and um covid zombies are real bro yeah right <laughs> but yeah the the second someone sent me this i was like one i don't want to cover it because i don't care about james o'keefe but it was so over the top mm. like it was fun to it was just fun to like you know break it down yeah, yeah and pizza, the pizza shop fight the 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 thing is there are there are elements of truth in it that i that i think we can tease out and you know the the idea that um a transnational corporation public private partnerships however you want to wrap them up have been engaged in the type of research which could lead not even just lead to but could be directed and targeted to get a result like what he was describing um that i don't find um that far-fetched um the question the question is who uh, or and but maybe maybe he's just trying to impress the fag that he was with the oh yeah yeah um no doubt there was a a bunch of that and the the idea of like this directed evolution that he's talking about um you know that it's standard it's kind of standard virology right that they they would look for mutations and changes to um spike proteins etc and it's it's a fuzzy line between you know predicting predicting what would be the uh, quote unquote natural trajectory versus um deliberately putting in epitopes of harm and SARS-CoV-2 has too many epitopes right next to each other that um you wouldn't there's there's the chances of it happening naturally uh, uh you know you know, it's like the chances of the universe um, springing into existence, right? So yeah, but by the time we have like, you know, not even close to all the answers on this, the next one's gonna drop. So mm, mm. yeah, and you know, this is the people. People have got to realize that you're you're in this war now, and um, it's the war isn't. It ain't your grandpappy's war anymore, bro. It's uh, yeah. it, it's uh, it's at your doorstep, and it's it's sort of pumped through your your screens, and um, a lot of it is psychological warfare. Um, and again, the uh, this yeah. Sorry, sorry to cut you off, but a great quote I read from a general uh, on a military website was. 
they ask these you know, young recruits if they want to get into psychological operations and the kids are like, we don't even know what that is. And then they'll go, well, how would you like to be a social media influencer? Mm. So that's kind of how, you know, they bait them in. Like uh, <laughs> Prasobiak, right? He's, uh, yeah, na- well, he's naval intelligence. Yeah. yeah. Adrian Poza mm. worldwide. And, you know, this is... You've never heard the song? No. Oh, it's great. Do I have to bring it up? Send me the link, right? Agent Agent Poza? Never heard it. If it's rap music, I don't want to hear it. No, no. My tolerance for rap is, uh, how do you say, low. That, That dirty rap? Send me the link, I'll play it. I'm seeing if I have it saved or if I just gotta look it up. Agent Poza Worldwide. Yeah, so I'm I'm just sort of scanning through this article again and it's saying he's clearly a marketing specialist in the pharma space. Yeah, that's that's the impression I got. And um whatever whatever title they've given him is an an, an inflated um it, it's corporate gobbledygook i don't i don't know i guess they've you know they have to have something like that to to attract yeah i'll send it to your discord here or your dm maybe <laughs> all right let's have a look you can hear. You can hear. Tell me if you hear it. Right? When I left the intelligence community yeah, yeah. to join conservative media, oh, yeah. that was just a cover story. I still work for the president, and I am still actually an active member, member, member in black ops, black ops, in clandestine operations. Agent Poso worldwide. Agent Poso worldwide. Agent Poso worldwide. Poso worldwide. Agent Poso worldwide. Agent Poso worldwide. Agent Poso worldwide. Agent Poso running mission. Poso running mission. Going on Poso ops. 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 This is what happened. QAnon was coming, and me and Titus Frost were going to go. He was going to fly here, actually. Mm. And we, we're we going on the website. You can't buy tickets on the website. So you have to call this number, and then they text you back a different number that you call. And then it was about 100 questions they gave me, like, like a you hey? know, questionnaire. Really? Yeah. It, yeah. I think they're trying to like weed out like Antifa and all this other stuff. And it, it was just weird. And then the tickets, some outrageous price. It wasn't even worth it. So you didn't get in. You didn't get to shake hands with, uh, with Agent, Agent Pozo. <laughs> I mean, it would have been an honor, obviously. I mean, General Flynn could have took some pictures with him. Oh, he was there as well. Could have been. 
Oh yeah, I'm pretty sure they brought the crew. I even think the pillow guy was showing up. Lindell. Yeah, the whole crew. They might have had a couple profits as well. I wonder if uh, what's his face, stupid Peters, was uh, gonna be there. Yeah, he's another one, man. Mm-hmm. Like, and you know, you're you're on Rumble, seeing this guy get seven million views and shit on these documentaries that uh, yeah. steer people the wrong way. It's like, fuck. Yeah. I've you know like the midsection so like the first section was sort of that they were they were kind of on target where they're talking about yes this, you're dealing with biowarfare agents this this much should be clear to everyone by now and then they get to the middle part and then they start talking about how uh or they show pictures where they've given a vaccine sample to some old swiss guy and he's looking at them under uh, he's looking at it under a microscope and you can see all little activity in the um oh yeah that's snake venom bro <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> it's not it's bacteria and you know i could i i could pull out you know this uh i don't know if you can see that right on the screen but you know that that sample there i pulled that out and put it on um microscope and it uh you can see the bacteria and their claim was that it was um organoids snake organoids in the vaccine so organoids being yeah yeah uh watch the water me and uh, adam green did a stream debunking this whole thing yeah it it, it was um and, and like their their message has been tuned somewhat right because they got they got a lot wrong about the fundamental scientific basics wrong about um remdesivir and its um its properties etc and so they they tried to pull remdesivir in into this last uh this last documentary but um they switch focus and that they're you know that that it it's correct that there are these epitopes in the spike protein which are sort of um analogous to uh peptides that you would get from um snakes conotoxins um that they're in there that's true yeah well it's an alice jones method it's 75 percent give you the information and then bury it with 25 percent of disinformation to discredit everything yeah um i fucking hate that peters man <laughs> just uh yeah, you should fight you should fight him uh i would <laughs> i was happy to i mean i i think i'm the only one that's been on his stream and just told him that he was pushing bullshit and you know he wouldn't yeah, that's good when you get that's good when you can get on someone's stream uh I had a similar situation with somebody and then they didn't want to do the stream after I called them out on something. I'm like, like, don't be a bitch. Mm. Yeah. Well, they're, they're, they're very much about controlling the information feeds and, you know, we're, we're seeing it all the time with the, you know, COVID is the, um, the most explicit example we have right now where um it's it's not just like a it's not just a QAnon thing right L- like little segments of the internet 
right? That, that are sort of running down little rabbit holes. This, th there is obviously something going on because we can see this internationally coordinated action taking place. And, you know, the, the, the needles being pushed into people's arms are real. The people that have gone into hospital and, you know, whatever's taken them out, what once they've got in there, th you know, that's real. Um, and... Trying to find any way to get it into you now, you know, patches yeah. uh, through the livestock. I mean, I've been reading all different kinds of ways they're trying to get it in. And um, the well, I you know, I wish I wish I had better answers to sort of help people. Um, navigate this right i can i can do my my best to sort of explain the you know the first principle science yeah can, we can look at stuff under a microscope and um dispel some of the more egregious um psychological operations but um you know the 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 there are elements of the anti-vax side who are just as bad in my mind as the other other side of the equation and who are who have managed to get themselves into yeah sort of influencer type positions and that they they distort the data and another one is uh Renz that that lawyer and oh. Are you familiar with him, Tom Renz? No, no, no. So he he is he that get... the hot chick, right? No, no, no. It's it's a it's a dude. <laughs> but um... she she can lie she can lie to me a little bit. <laughs> Which one are you do? There's yeah, been she... a few blonde bimbos on uh, Steve Peters' show that. Uh... Uh, uh, the the Luciferase uh, bioluminescent. Uh, I don't know her name. But Mary Madej, that one, the one, the one that had the plane crash. She died. Uh, no, she didn't. <laughs> the plane crashed, and uh, that she got out alive. Apparently. Um, oh, oh shit! She's okay. yeah. She got she got God, bro God, broken up. But... God, God loves her. Uh, apparently. <laughs> and uh, they're um, but. You know, there, there are people who are able to, I say, rally millions, and there's there's always a there's always a layer of shit in the sandwich that they're feeding people, man. It's it's incredibly frustrating. And you know, I I tell you what, that's um that's been a uh, shining or or some light i guess in in the last uh few hours uh, post this uh veritas debacle is uh robert malone are you familiar with him yeah he came on and like talked about the veritas thing mm. like they made a whole like he was part of it yeah so he he was there sort of you know his his pining away about just how uh, egregious uh you know what it is that they're describing and what the, what they're describing is egregious and I, I i'm 
it, it would be hard for me to dispel the notion that massive, powerful corporations in hand in hand with state like actors have the capability and desire to um, pull the pin on biological warfare. And in a interview with, I'll play it for you, dude. Um, it's interesting. Um, he was on Fox News. Uh, this stupid thing, hide. Did you make that go away? Yes, I'm screen sharing. And this one, this one, this one. So he's he's in discussion with um, what's his name, Tucker Carlson, and. Uh, so he, he gets to talking about the um, biowarfare treaties and how how weak they are. And he brings up a point that I've been trying to hammer home a lot. And that is that there are two countries. Well, free, free if you count North Korea, but North Korea is its own, its own thing. But there are two countries that um, are not signatories uh, to the biowarfare conventions that all other countries have agreed to. And you, do you know which they are? Just just restate that final So which uh, which thing. countries so that but every country on the planet bar and like I say North Korea is uh, ambiguous, but there are two other countries that are not not signatories to the biowarfare conventions. Uh, Africa no, I'll tell you. Well, okay. Um, so it's it's the United States and Israel, and uh, that there does you go. there you go that doesn't get brought up at all. But now, like I say, I think old Robert Malone watches me because he's he's recently he's been bringing in the language of sort of next generation warfare, etc. Something I've been speaking about ad nauseum since I've been doing this and on Fox News tells people about Israel being this non-signatory and how they could potentially be a epicenter for where the type of research could be conducted um, that could you know bring you the biowarfare agent like SARS-CoV-2 and what I'll do is I'm I'm nursing a sore throat dude so I'll Put this on full screen. I'll let it play. It's three minutes. I'm just going to go grab a drink and just pay attention to what he's saying. And it's more towards yes, the end. Yes, sir. All right. I'll be yes, back sir. in a sec. Sound like Pfizer is conducting or contemplating conducting. You can hear it, right? Now, motherfuckers. Being a function. Uh, sorry. Uh, yeah, you can but... hear it, right? Hi, Tucker. It's yeah. great to be here, uh, and thanks. Thank you. It appears it appears that they are recapitulating exactly what was done at the Wuhan Institute of Virology, right down to serial passage, in their case, in monkeys instead of uh, humanized mice. Um, but the, the buried lead in this, Tucker, if you don't mind me saying so, oh, please. is the implicit, the implicit acknowledgement 
that they cannot construct vaccines fast enough. The virus is outrunning them, and they're having to resort to extraordinary measures. This is an acknowledgment of defeat of their vaccine technology and their platform and campaign. They're saying that we have to go so far out on the edge that we're really crossing a line. We're breaking the law, but we have no other choice because our technology is not meeting the need. We're not able to produce vaccines fast enough to get ahead of these virus mutations. Well, that went right over my head, so thank you for calling that to our attention. Amazing. But in, so you're describing a motive that makes some sense. It's not just about money. They, they want to create an effective vaccine, but it sounds like, as you put it, they're going to exactly the place that got us COVID in the first place. How is that allowed? Precisely. Um, so the biowarfare treaty is uh, like a cheesecloth that's so leaky. Uh, this, th this is not a hard uh, prohibition. And Pfizer is a global company that's quite clear with massive resources, the ability to conduct research in virtually any region, and by the way, a very close relationship with the government of Israel, which is not a signatory to the Biowarfare Treaty. So they have all kinds of ways they can do this if this is the ethical choice, you know, or I shouldn't say the unethical choice, probably, that they appear to have made. Uh, Did he mention Israel yet? Got your mic off, David. <laughs> Never mind. Um, I, I turned I turned it off while you were gone. Yes, he just mentioned Israel. He just mentioned Israel. Um, uh, but let, let's let him finish out, and then I'll um, opine on what I think is going on. Uh, they 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 have the ability with their money and power, as you've seen, to uh, define the rules and uh, construct their own reality. I. I mean, the question of regular, and this is a much longer conversation, but I, I, someone who lived in Washington for a long time, was very struck by his description of regulatory capture at pharma and, and Pfizer specifically. Does that sound right to you? Absolutely. And in fact, this is the second time that Veritas has caught somebody saying this. They caught an uh, um, uh, employee at BARDA basically saying the same thing, as I recall previously. This is, this is widely known. It was, it was covered in the big short in terms of the SEC. This, this is standard, as you point out correctly, this is standard practice in D.C. I mean, you'd think Congress would, would pass a law or the White House or the agency's regulation if you're, <laughs> if you're regulating an industry, no. you can't take a board seat in that industry right after leaving. Why is that hard? Uh, yet we have Scott Gottlieb as the poster child. Uh, he took a two-month vacation after he left the FDA and then joined the board of directors of, what was that company? Pfizer. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's completely corrupt. That is corrupt. Um, Dr. Robert Malone, thank you so much for your perspective tonight and that, that information. Any, anytime, Tucker. Um, thanks for being a friend. Thanks for being a friend. All right. Um, yeah. Look, I would, I would say this. For, you know, Malone is a, a complex character in this landscape. And um, the, you know, some people think he's a white hat. Some people think he's a gray hat, black hat. And, you know, that I'm, I'm very much on board with... 
the idea that he could have been responsible for um, shutting down avenues to early treatments because he he potentially had his own vaccine candidates and so yeah um it didn't go his way and so he's kind of been speaking out about that now he has a long-standing relationship with ditra and much of the dod biowarfare research and if we're at the point where they would be calling out Israel like this on, on national TV around such a contentious topic. Yeah, I and Tucker, too, out of anybody. Mm. I, I said it in the chat, Tucker hiding his Kabbalah bracelet during this interview. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's right. He wears that a uh, bit of string, right? Never takes that off. Mm. And and so, you know, it, 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 it's this a case of sort of like there's no honor among thieves. And um, the oh wow, I just want to I just want to shout out Onando uh, got a five hundred dollar dono that will uh, make Chris. And Damn, dude! Tax evading Blick, uh, very, very happy. Thank you, thank you, thank you for that, dude. Um, oh, what the yeah, that? that's super generous, man. Yeah, and ah, I'm handing it over to other people. <laughs> I'm grifting out. I've got one. I think I got one of those in my entire time uh, streaming. Uh you know, I've got a nice, good friend now. And he's look, man. A lot dude, of it's it. awesome, man. Yeah, it's awesome to have a great community, dude. It's a it's the greatest thing about streaming is having yeah, yeah. a great community. Yeah, very much so. Um, I don't I don't see uh, any um just the lols of it. Thank, but thank thank you for that. Really appreciate it. Um, where was I? So, uh. The fact that they would be bringing up um, issues, very contentious issues around these um, treaties. Um, Professor Francis Boyle, who wrote essentially the last iteration of the, well, they're internationally recognized and what people have um, signed on to i mean at a, at a state level and to be pointing at israel's lack of accountability is a big move in fact i think that's the bigger story here out of the uh quote unquote pfizer faggot affair um now well israel during the pandemic was really i mean they were focused on their tech and their surveillance and mm. everything that could help them, you know 
yep. uh, people people forget about the infrastructure of COVID surveillance that was built up, and it's still here. It, mm-hmm. It's not going away. No, it's not going away. Uh, I mean, th- there was a, a clip from uh, Benjamin Netanyahu did an interview with Jordan Peterson. Did you see that? It was uh, Jordan Peterson. You're a doctor. Uh, I'm a doctor. So um, is he going through benzo withdrawal psychosis? Uh, no, I don't, I, I don't think so. Um, I think he's just uh, he's just contractually obliged to be holding an editorial line at the moment. And, you know, I would I would say that the majority of his stuff that's coming out um, it's at some point. I mean, I wish I was as eloquent as he was, and um, you know, he's got a he's got a sharp mind. Um, I mean, I mean, you've seen him like rage out, like calling people demons and rats and all this stuff on Twitter, and having these emotional breakdowns during normal conversations. Uh, I think so. he's he's always been like that, though, right? Sort of. Um, prone to little, little outbursts of tears and getting, you know, he really gets into character. Oh no, character! But he gets into the uh, the message he's delivering, and you know, it's it's often emotive, and you know, I think he's how would you say? Uh, well, he believes what he's saying. That's what I think. And okay. The well, anyway, in, in in this interview he does with. Yes, I did see it. You, you did. You yeah. did see it. So, um, I, mean, I didn't watch it, but I saw clips of him in Shapiro Hall hanging out, and yeah. And and Netanyahu says that you know, Pfizer, uh, uh, Israel, he signed contracts with Pfizer that allowed. Pfizer to use Israel as a laboratory and the, the reason that they did that is because everyone there because of conscription and they have to all serve um, military service man and woman um, that all their medical records are very well integrated right and he, he what he said was that as a consequence of this what they what they what they want to do is look for patterns of, um, how should we say, a- a- adverse events, outcomes, etc. in in that cohort. And then he goes on to say, um, and what we will then do is with people's, we'll add people's genetic data to that database as well, and give this. We'll basically give the data to Israeli tech companies first and then he says you know we'll, we'll be light unto the nations and then any any data that they do find they'll they'll give out to the rest of the world but what what he what he lays out in fact is that this is this tech fascist infrastructure that they're trying to instantiate everywhere right this this is why they're trying to move towards vaccine passports um, it's why the um, it's why they keep talking about that they're, they're going to be a next pandemic. Yeah, and then you have the uh, WHO. Uh, they want it to be the with the new kind of rules 
mm. it being the globe the global governance mm. and actually uh you know overriding a nation's uh laws yep in, yep. in a time of a pandemic so uh i think this week a big one was you know free speech you know because they could say you're giving misinformation mm-hmm. and their laws would trump our i guess we call them laws still but yeah yeah, but you, and but you've seen how they will operate anyway in the last three years. There, there was no free speech. Um, there was a highly curated environment, and that was because it came under, I would argue, military control. It's why it's why they've injected into the sort of public discourse this this phrase countermeasure, right? It, that's that's a military term that you would use under uh, emergency situations. And in fact, that that phrase. Well, that's the only that's the only way we get the vaccine is an emergency situation. They can't just approve it. Yeah. And what it also does is it it allows them to skirt the uh, the laws with respect to um, consent. And um, you know, usually you should be allowed to. If, if they're not giving you all the information with respect to informed consent, you should have the right to say no. And that was sort of enshrined in uh, the Nuremberg Codes, uh, Helsinki Declaration, there's a few others uh, that um, sort of try to um, enshrine these rights. And there's actually a listener, I, I recommend sort of going and watching the streams I've done with him he's called Doc Keck um, and you know he tried to challenge this in Virginia courts and his discovery process basically showed all, all, all of this um, these legal tools that they'd managed to put in place over over the years right and it's it's been a 20 year long project so that they were able to be able to instantiate what they have done and basically say that, that yeah your informed consent's not required in this situation and now the next step is to um, codify it in a transnational organization like the who and um, yeah then then you're on the you're on the hook whenever they they want to claim uh, health emergency and they, they they've tried multiple times <laughs> i think the uh, uh we went over the monkeypox thing right that was uh yeah yeah that <laughs> was uh, <laughs> that was a brutal brutal stream for uh the, the homos that were listening but listen i have no problem like just straight up like i don't think they should be in the country but i understand we can't do that but like baby step no more parades no more adopting kids like yeah we gotta cut this shit out yeah yeah, yeah man um just the the normalization of it has just been a fucking slippery slope bro <laughs> <laughs> I, saw, I saw it I saw a crazy clip from uh, the CEO of Pfizer just the other day. I think he was at one of these uh, WF uh, meetings or yeah. 
and he's talking about a biological chip it's going to be placed in it's going to send a signal to your brain uh he's like imagine the compliance we could have and it's like i haven't just, haven't like, seen that clip. if you have it uh i'll 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 play it um yeah it's it's there, it's there. oh you've you've sent it away right let's have a look at this <laughs> that wrong uh appreciate this is from this wef it is a basically biological chip that it is in the tablet and once you take the tablet and dissolves into your stomach sends a signal i think i don't think this is this world economic forum i've seen i've seen this clip before i think it's i think it's an older clip but it's still disturbing no, but you took the tablet so yeah, imagine so the, the applications of that uh, compliance uh, the insurance companies to know that the medicines that patients should take they do take them uh, it is uh, fascinating what happens in in uh, this field it is a uh, basic yeah um what does that say i uh, said this in public um, yeah i mean i've i've, I've seen this clip before it's not this it's not this year's um event and you know this is look world economic forum is another one that i'm just like ah, it doesn't doesn't smell right to me bro <laughs> i'm like it's too well, it's, well of course it's too cartoonish this year they're, yeah this year they're really uh focusing on like the hacking of the human mm. well I, I had uh a clip that i was gonna play um let me see if i can find it and that they, they were talking about let's see um so basically yeah, it was bit, saw... it was okay. about looking at brain activity but using it in in a fashion to make sure that that you're workers if you if they were at home working were complying and doing the work that you you set them basically and yeah looking over your shoulder yeah yeah and um god please tell me i that. have it if you need it uh yeah yeah if, if you have it uh i'll play it i know i know it's in my list down here yeah. somewhere it's imbe it's embedded in this article right here the tweets in that article okay. and yeah it was it was a long well i had like the full um and it was a woman actually that... move the cursor to the left and scroll through your brain data over the past few hours you can see your stress levels rising as the deadline to finish your memo approached causing a peak in your beta brainwave activity right before an alert popped up telling you to take a brain break but what's that unusual change in your brain activity when you're asleep? Bish, don't tell me. It, it started earlier in the month. You send a text message to your doctor with a mental swipe of your cursor. Could you take a quick look at my brain data? Anything to worry about? Your mind starts to wander. That's fucking cubicles, man. That's <laughs> the. Uh, it's the uh, modern. Uh, should we say Auschwitz? <laughs> Yeah, can I take a quick look at my brain data? Yeah, yeah, it's it's um, 
it, it's it's disturbing because in this in this instance they're not talking about putting implants in it's like wearable tech right so it, yeah you would literally be forced to wear like a cap at work yeah this would be like uh what they tried to do with harpa a few years ago uh, uh using all uh using all devices around your house to uh get a read on your neurological mm. uh uh ideas if you could be dangerous to others and stuff like that yeah yeah and look um as someone as someone who's worked very very closely with that type of data i would i would just say this to people listening i implore you not to allow these people to have uh don't give your data away so easily don't don't let them normalize this idea that they they can track your um your focus if you like just just at work right it, so long as, so long as by the end of the day you've got the job done it's none of their fucking business <laughs> what your brain is doing right and the, it's insane yeah yeah and you know we, we've we've normalized the fact that um you're working all the time anyway through email um when you are in these sort of corporate environments and you know, the, the, the yeah it's it's a it's a form of over control that um they wrap up in slick sounding <laughs> corporate gobbledygook right oh imagine this wouldn't it be great and just a just a simple uh, <laughs> a simple uh, you know movement of the eyes etc and uh, you'll be you can be connected to your uh, happiness officer <laughs> well they had a human trial of a a chip uh, a few weeks ago which I believe they've had human trials for a while, but they publicly stated that they did. Oh work. yeah, brain brain computer interfaces have been around for a long time, bro. <laughs> so, yeah, actually the 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 problem that uh, this is a real world problem that, um, that you'll get like a startup company and they've developed um, tech. I've been in this situation, right, and um, literally implanted. Um, tech into monkeys and then the company goes bankrupt right their trial that they were you know working on just wasn't quite as successful as they hoped and then the thing is there are all these patients left with this hardware in their brain and and stimulators and god knows what else and it's like who who's there to service it and you know it's a, it's a risk to take it out um it's a risk to leave it in and this... just let it ride just let it ride but that's that's li literally how messed up it is and you know this this yeah, was yeah you got one you got 180 watching bro good for you man yeah it's uh good old rumble <laughs> let's just get yeah. that data to palantir <laughs> I'm I'm doing I'm doing Odyssey, but uh, my girl's about to be here, so uh, about to uh, head out. No, oh, that's uh, Davis. Nice uh, partnered up. Is that uh, that's why we're not seeing you online that much? <laughs> good for, good for <laughs> well, you, bro. 
I'm doing Odyssey, so you know I'm trying. But I just uh, Odyssey yeah. just doesn't uh, work smoothly for me. I know. And, and yeah. rum, Rumble's a pain because you have to manually um, put like the stream key and uh, the server address in every time it, it changes. And um, there's there's something with each alternative. Everyone has something that's you know they that just fucks with you so yeah you know it's not going to be as smooth as youtube because they don't have a billion dollars so right right uh i really appreciate you having me on and uh appreciate the audience man everybody's yeah, yeah. awesome anytime there you go folks uh dr david crocker phd, PhD. <laughs> you take care bro give a one for me <laughs> All right, uh, let's just uh, play this. Uh, let's play this clip out, and I'll, I'll catch up with the chat. Given the policy against intra-office romance, but you can't help fantasizing just a little. Fuck. Oh, did they really just pull that up on the screen? But then you start to worry that your boss will notice your amorous feelings when she checks your brain activity and shift your attention back to the present. You breathe a sigh of relief when the email she sends you later that day congratulates you on your brain metrics from the past quarter, which is you head home jamming to the music with your work issued brain sensing. Even looks like the Amazon bus. <laughs> earbuds still in. When you arrive at work the next day, a somber cloud has fallen over the office. Along with emails, text messages, and GPS location data, the government has subpoenaed employees' brainwave data from the past year. They have compelling evidence that one of your coworkers has committed massive wire fraud. Now, they're looking for his co-conspirators. You discover they are looking for synchronized brain activity between your coworker and the people he has been working with. While you know you're innocent of any crime, you've been secretly working with him on a new startup venture. Shaking, you remove your earbuds. Um, it wasn't the clip that uh, I had. Um, take a look at that. Let me see where the chat is going and then... Um... I'll see which uh, which way it go. All right. Uh, oh yeah. So um, I can uh, bump the uh, the donos up. Let me do, let me do that. I think we should. Um, thank you, thank you again for everyone that's um, stepped up to help uh, Chris and uh, Taxi Raiding Blick, Simon Phoenix. <laughs> I don't know what day. Fucking jealous. <laughs> Just. Oh dear! Why? Why don't I have? I should be working on those million subscribers. I should be in. Uh, should be in Stephen Molyneux territory, where I should be uh, sneering at people sending me a dollar. But uh, let me just check if uh, there's been any more. Um, do do do. No, I, I can't. I can't press the. I press the normal button. People have stepped up today, and uh, I'm I'm happy that um, 
Chris can Chris can come out of an apartment, <laughs> come out of hospital to a warm apartment and some food in the in the cupboard. <laughs> Maybe. Why he puts it in the chat? One less testicle. He's got three at the moment. <laughs> Just, you know, first world problems and that. Uh, let's see. I've gone back and far as the chat. That is about twenty minutes. So duh, 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 duh. I think we need a French Revolution part two. Maybe, sir. Maybe. Uh, let's see. Uh, maybe limited hangout with way more stake in this than he's letting on. Again, folks. Um, this shift in the conversation. Watch, watch Robert Malone. Right. I don't. I don't know if he's. Uh, if he's watching, uh, I think he's watching me because he's take he's taking the same language and he's taking the same issues, and now he's he's putting it out there on Fox TV. And I would I would say this that that's a that's a big move, right? Israel Israel is not going to like the fact that their how should we say defense posture ambiguity is being questioned. And I would just add this little data point to the, oh, what should we say? <laughs> the other, um, well, we know about the uh, receptor binding uh, affinities. And just, just to remind people, let me uh, bring that up. Let's do this. ACE2 coding variants in different populations and their potential impact on SARS-CoV-2 binding affinity. I think this was one of the first ones that came out. Um, but the susceptibility of different populations to SARS-CoV-2 infection is not yet understood. Here we combined ACE2 coding variance analysis in different populations and computational chemistry calculations to probe the effect of SARS-CoV-2 ACE2 interaction. ACE2 K26R, which is most frequent in Ashkenazi Jewish population, decreased the SARS-CoV-2 ACE2 electrostatic attraction. On the oh, basically, there's this spectrum of responses, and um, I'm of the opinion that in this current environment, that we have to look at this data, no matter how uncomfortable it makes us feel. Right? You've got to look at it. And Robert Malone is right when he's saying that there are these big, big gaping holes in these treaties. One is the space around incapacitating agents, right? Anything is fair game so long as it's not an instant kill, right? They can just, uh, they can just degrade you 10, 20%. 
and race specificity. We are in the domain where race specificity becomes a um, becomes a factor in, in these calculations. Now, what does this paper, and there's a few others I could bring up as well, um, what does this point to? It doesn't mean that Ashkenazi are immune, right? It's just a probabilistic measurement that just says, you know, for every... 10 attempts that a virus has coming into contact with the membrane of uh, the cell in the uh, so southern Europeans are calculated to be most at risk it'll bind five times out of ten for the uh, southern Europeans for the Ashkenazi you could say two or three now if you understand the molecular dynamics the fact that there are early treatment available so i'm thinking hydroxychloroquine ivermectin fusion pept peptide fusion inhibitors now if you're if you're privy to this information you know you, you know you you've pulled the trigger on it then you know that you can then take those those medical countermeasures and that binding, if it's two to three times, you know, 20, 30% chance of binding, you could drop it down to 10, 10%. And we're, this is the domain in which we're operating and people have to get comfortable about talking about these dynamics. These, and, you know, uh, it's it's not a uh, stretch to be saying that Ashkenazi are overrepresented in um, high high power positions in in big corporations. Albert Bourla, for one, and again, <laughs> this is this is just about you know it's, it's like knowing that the. 9-11 is going to happen and shorting the airlines and how there were a bunch of people people linked to like the security exchange commission of what's that old soak's name i can't remember her name uh speak with pelosi right it's just about them being able to hedge their bets all the time now calling out israel the way that they've done is a well, it's, it's a significant shift in the dialogue that's taking place. Now, it's probably better that someone like Robert Malone is talking about it than, than me. Uh, I'm going to tend to be less diplomatic than he is. But I would argue this. In the future which we're stumbling into, we cannot allow a situation to exist where there are these ambiguities where corporations are able to fund research in places that are not under purview and maybe have an eschatology political movements i'm thinking of ukraine as well where you know they they could be hostile um to outsiders and again, 
it does it mean this this was everything this was the whole enchilada and the reason I, I i don't know i can't i can't definitively say but you know we have to we have to be able to give weight to hypotheses and this one is is up there i'm afraid and and again right i know people don't want to hear it but th this is the data now you know i've i kept meaning to get to the paper the uh, the omicron variant right the one, one of the last ones um it it the the binding potential had been inversed and so it was more it was more uh attracted to the k26r uh mutation or mutation is the wrong um word it, the k26r um genotype now you know the og wuhan spike right which potentially it fucked up a lot of people right two years down the road we get the uh we get the inverse happening with the strain that is essentially the the, the m more benign than what we've seen so eventually so you could argue that the the odds are that that the k26r adapted omicron will infect and provide a level of natural immunity without the risk that the og wuhan strain had see if i can find that paper um is it this one no where did i put it you know what uh good doggy <laughs> Doggy, uh, I know you you had it right. You sent me that paper. Please, uh, please pull that one for me. I know it's in our um, DMs. Um, please send it to me. I want I want to um, be able to pull it up and and go through it because again, I think I think this is it's it's a topic that's worth exploring. I've been meaning to do it. I know it's and, and the thing is because I didn't bring the paper up. I haven't put it into my um, files, and um, but good doggy, <laughs> please fetch me fetch me the last uh, Ashkenazi paper, and you know, like I say, it's just an amazing coincidence. Right? That that's that's what we're dealing with the with the 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 benign the benign variant that's um, hyper. Uh, transmissible just happens to happens to be focused on the Ashkenazi uh, genotype so they can they can be more confident about catching it and not um, not, not getting kicked in the nuts and uh, dragged through the dragged through the ditches um, and I'll wait for uh, good doggy to to bring that up I see him uh, typing away uh, let me do this and I'll get back to looking at the chat and uh, wait. yeah 
Yeah, I think it's this one. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. So computational modeling of the effect of five mutations on the structure of the ACE2 receptor and their correlation with the infectivity and virulence of some emerged variants of SARS-CoV-2 suggests mechanisms of binding affinity dysregulation. Now, um, again, that's a, a complex um, title, but again, what it's describing is is the affinity of the receptor binding motif to attract to ACE2. And if I remember correctly, the easiest way to look at this um, paper was, or the take home, This one two six four this paper of oh, this figure, but So, dissociation constant and green, it's just, oh, okay. it's been a few months since I looked at this paper, I've got to reorientate myself, let's read the uh, abstract. Interactions between human or ACE2 and the RBD region of SARS-CoV-2 spike protein are critical for virus entry into the host cell. The objective of this work was to identify some of the most relevant SARS-CoV-2 spike variants that emerged during the pandemic and evaluate their binding affinity with human variants of ACE2 since some ACE2 variants can enhance or reduce the affinity of the interaction between the ACE2 and S proteins. However, no information has been sought to extrapolate to different variants of SARS-CoV-2. Therefore, to understand the impact on the affinity of the interaction between ACE2 protein variants and SARS-CoV-2 protein S variants. Molecular docking was used in this study to predict the effects of five mutations of ACE2 when they interact with alpha, beta, delta, omicron variants and a hypothetical variant which present mutations in the RBD regions of SARS-CoV-2 spike protein. Our results suggest that these variants could alter the interaction of the spike and the human ACE2 protein, losing or creating new interprotein contacts, enhancing viral fitness by improving binding affinity and leading to an increase in infectivity, virulence and transmission. The investigation highlighted the S19P mutation of ACE2 decreases the binding affinity between the ACE2 and spike protein in the presence of the beta variant and the wild type variant of SARS-CoV-2 isolated in Wuhan 2019. The R115Q mutation of ACE2 lowers the binding affinity of these two proteins in the presence of the beta and delta variants. Similarly, the K26R, which is the Ashkenazi 1 mutation, lowers the affinity of the interaction between the ACE2 and spike protein in the presence of alpha variant. This decrease in binding affinity is probably due to the lack of interaction between some of the key residues of the interaction complex between ACE2 protein and the RBD region of SARS-CoV-2 spike protein. Therefore, ACE2 mutations appear in the presence of these variants. They could suggest an intrinsic resistance to COVID-19 disease. On the other hand, our results suggested that K26R, M332L, K341R mutations 
experiments of ACE2 expressively showed the affinity between ACE2 and spike proteins in the alpha, beta, and delta variant. Let me read that again. On the other hand, our results just expressly showed the affinity between ACE2 spike proteins in the alpha, beta, and delta variants. Consequently, these ACE2 mutations in the presence of the alpha, beta, and delta variants of SARS-CoV-2 could be more infectious and virulent in human cells compared to SARS-CoV-2 isolated in Wuhan 2019, and it could give a negative prognosis of the disease. Finally, the Omicron variant in interaction with ACE2 wild type S19R1.5Q, M332L, K341R mutations of ACE2 showed a significant decrease in binding affinity. This could be consistent that Omicron variant causes less severe symptoms than previous variants. <laughs> you had enough? Right, thank you very much. Let's just see. Let's see if we can just log that in. Um, where were we? Uh, so. This could be consistent that the Omicron variant causes less severe symptoms than previous variants. On the other hand, our results suggested that Omicron in the complex with K26R, their binding affinity is increased between ACE2-RBD, which could indicate a negative prognosis of the disease in people with these allelic conditions. And the last... Oh, behave. Um... Just give me my cursor back, damn you. Never mind. So, um, again, uh, Omicron generally, I think, is a more benign um, variant. Um, I think I think the data shows that, again, people do still get messed up, again, especially if you're comorbid, etc. And, um, but try to try you have to think from a weapons perspective okay for some reason right and these are just just data points that are part of the landscape that should be part of any investigation okay the wuhan strain was well, predicted to be less have less affinity for ashkenazi the omicron strain in this paper has more affinity now again, you know that in my mind could be convenient. And again, point two, uh, particular particular racial group, the K two six R carriers, and you know this this kind of illustrates a point that um, what's her name, Doctor Lee Merritt has brought up, and um, apparently. If I remember correctly, she was in discussions with Zelenko. And of course, people will be familiar with the Zelenko protocol. And it might just be that his protocol was successful because he was primarily treating Ashkenazi Jews in New York at the beginning of the outbreak. And if you were, uh, how should we say, of uh, Sicilian extraction. <laughs> It probably didn't do too well in New York, New York, despite uh, despite following the Zelenko protocol. But then you probably ended up in the hospital, and then the uh, hospitals did a number on you. Um, so, you know, uh, link to paper, please. Um, I'll put it in the general chat and um, put it there. And I've got to remember. 
to say oh so, yeah i've put it in the live stream chat um is that gonna work no it might not does it give a download it might, it, it, tell me if that works that download link um uh, Charles Wicks says it's definitely more benign, largely because the virions are replicating exponentially higher in the bronchi eye and exponentially lower in the lungs. Yes, um, that's uh, that's been my assessment. And, you know, it's just bloody convenient. <laughs> and um, again, you know, there's, there's questions about the origins of Omicron. Um, it, it seems to have um emerged on the phylogenetic tree as a, a sort of left field outsider um and you know maybe just maybe we could be looking at a select group who who had foreknowledge and knew how to leverage it and if they knew how to pull the trigger right they, they, for sure, they would know how to induce changes that would be more favourable to them when, when you know, because you can't, you can't just keep eating hydroxychloroquine all the time. You can't be shoving fusion peptide inhibitors up your nose. You're gonna have, you want to get to a natural exposure, right? You want to build that T cell repertoire and uh, build up the um, natural immunity. Now again, I'm just I'm just hypothesizing here. I'm not I'm, I'm I wouldn't put all my eggs in one basket, but I th the the or the yeah, it's a significant change. I'm not I'm not convinced about the kabuki theater from Veritas. I'm not it just doesn't it doesn't come off right. My initial reactions when I saw that <laughs> just camp faggot dude, right? Just hamming it up, right? And doing the lovey dovey stairs <laughs> camera just and then the and then the um back and forth in in the pizza pizza place just um i don't know man and and, and look there's there's issues around how long he'd been at pfizer you know there's has someone there that's been there just a year really keyed in and on the inside track i'm not so sure man i'm not so sure do i think that these companies coupled is in in public private partnerships are capable of engaging in this type of research such that they could game a system and push us in a particular direction like they've always done yes i do and maybe Maybe um, Robert Malone has has sort of pointing at you know some some people are realizing this is that this this potato is getting a little bit hot, right? And they they're trying to disengage from it and deflect blame. Um, do I think we should be taking our eye off? the deep state that runs permeates through the US five eyes countries no i don't should we should we stop trying to gather information about the chinese no i don't think so because i th i think there's enough of blame to go round for everyone 
right? We're not sure on it. So um, let me try and um, catch up with the... Let's see. JWFX says, my wife is pure Sicilian. Omicron barely phased her, but Alpha gave her breathing issues. Uh, you got a basket now, Dr. Kev? Do I have a basket? I don't know. Uh, let's see. Well, taking HCQ, pretty good for a long time, so long as your eyeballs are good. Um, and IVM Weekly Forever, also not a bad idea. Look, um, I, I would say this. Uh karma for you probably in a frontline situation where you're getting um high levels of exposure yeah it's probably a wise thing to do um for people who have minimal risk i'm not so sure i would i would wait till symptom onset before starting an early intervention and and the treatments that we know are, can be somewhat successful. And uh, <laughs> cocaine keeps COVID away. No, no. If there's there's one thing, one thing you don't want to be doing is uh, cocaine. Uh, let's see. Um, yeah, Charles, we've been doing the. Uh, um, stream chat just want that link from Charles uh, why isn't that updating restream okay. it should should come here uh, Charles could you put that I, I'm not sure which um Pfizer director admits they mutate and in, enhance viruses. Yeah, I mean, we've been looking at it. Um, we can... Uh, you know, this is... We'll, we'll, we'll watch them both. Thinking about... Wait, I'll, I'll <laughs> get on the blower. Bring up uh, Commander Rixie. Oh, yeah. Um... Um, I just sent you an invite, Charles. If you want to come on, and we can we can talk about this. And so, again, we'll play this. My my initial reaction to this was just gay, <laughs> gay, 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 gay. <laughs> Pfizer ultimately is thinking about mutating COVID, and um, yeah, uh, it this doesn't surprise me. And I all all, all I would say is. Um, I'm in, I would put it in these terms, transnational public-private partnerships pulled the trigger on biowarfare against the people. And from there, we can, we can take the hose of blame and spray all of them down, <laughs> light the match. Let them burn, burn. Let them burn. Uh, more Marines, more. Yeah, I'm 
Well, that is not what we say to the public. No. Don't tell anyone that's going on. You have publish, don't tell anyone. You have publish, don't tell anyone. We're exploring, like, not, you know how the virus keeps mutating? Yeah. Well, one of the things we're exploring is, like, why don't we just mutate it ourselves so we can, uh, we can create, undoubtedly uh, develop new vaccines, right? So we have to do that. If we're going to do that, though, there's a risk of, like, as you could Look at those fucking eyes, man. It's... How dare they be doing that in fucking public? <laughs> Where's the Taliban when you need them? <laughs> As you can imagine, oh, as you can imagine, no one wants to be having a pharma company mutating fucking viruses. Be like very controlled to make sure that this virus that you mutate doesn't create something like you know goes everywhere. Something crazy. But is the way that the virus started in Wuhan. To be honest, like it's, it makes no sense that this virus popped out of nowhere. Like yeah, I know. Meet Jordan Tristan Walker, a director. But there, just an admission that um, SARS is synthetic. Um, I, I think we've done uh, a good enough job of establishing SARS as a synthetic agent. Now, you know, um, I don't know, uh, Charles, tell me if uh, you got the invite or not. If you, uh, Don't worry if you don't want to come on, um, if you're tired and what have you. I, I get it. Just, uh, just throwing it out there. Um... Your chicken. Oh, press F in the chat for Paul. For dish bites, uh, Chuck. Oh, dear. We lost a good one. Um. And, you know, I'm, I'm inclined to, um, Davy Davy laid out that there's been some controversy around Veritas. I have an issue with Veritas because they take credit for breaking diffuse. It wasn't them that broke diffuse. It was Charles who was in the chat who broke diffuse, who got it and and put it out to the public. Yet they always claim fucking credit for it. It really fucking bugs me, right? And um. I don't know how much they've been spoofed, but this, th this fucking drama queen in the um, don't don't doesn't sit right with me. Sorry, sorry. There's there's no academic trail, nothing. And he's head of global <laughs> whatever of mRNA. Do me a favour. Come on, play. Of research and development strategic operations and mRNA scientific planning at Pfizer. It sounds like gain of function to me. Yeah. I don't know, it's a little bit different. I just, just zoom doing its thing. Uh, join, babe. He's a diversity hire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I said yesterday. He just, he stinks of a diversity hire, right? 
just um and you know there was a, th- th- there's this part in th- the second episode where he's saying oh god i've got four white men he's calling it please it was just so over the top and uh, like literal literal sort of hitting every sort of trigger if you like for uh how, how would you say the 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 culture war um uh, <laughs> commander rixie how are you sir you've got some you've upgraded yeah well i i just couldn't find my other my other headphones i said screw it uh, and I, I i hate they always fall off my my head so I'm just uh, laser. you look a chad <laughs> You look a Chad ready for uh, ready for jumping in the tank, marine style, fire some oh, depleted no. uranium. Well, <laughs> you're lucky. I put I put on a shirt because I didn't have to wear one while I was in my Twitter space. But uh, how'd that go? Not pretty good. I mean, I, I mean, Hang on. I'm just I'm just I trying was, to switch off my other camera. It's not that I'm trying ignoring you, bro. Just uh, I mean, I can. I well. Yeah. I didn't see a request from you, but I did send an so, invite. Um, so I don't you know. can you, you can call me if you want. I, mean, I don't know. All oh, right, so that's uh, yeah. It, it it'll do a cough. Let me let me call you then, bro. Um, and uh, I don't want it to cough mid sentence. Uh, but keep those uh, keep those headphones on. I'm gonna end this call. Call you back. Just bear with me, folks. And we'll go full screen on me. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, our dog needs uh, to get the clippers out. Fuck, I look old. <laughs> I think the colour balance must be off as well. Am I so, rose? Am I so red-faced? Sort of laughing. Um... Sound check, sir. Check, check, check. Uh, yeah, it's working. It's good. You could probably be a bit louder. Maybe, maybe I can do that my end. Hang on. I just need to use my... Uh, it's, it's good, actually. My end voice. Okay. Uh, yeah, it, the chat will tell me if it's um, too out of whack. So, um, your assessment on Pfizer Fagger, dude. <laughs> what do you think? I, well, I, I, I hadn't I seen it. I this video because it was... Well, I, I, this might not even be the right one. I haven't seen what you're, what you're watching, but but it's some. It doesn't have to be right now. But I highly suggest you watch the like the breakdown of it because I think this guy does a really good job of of reading the body language and showing like, uh, okay, yeah, this guy's probably legit. So you might not be watching the right one because it's a. If you have a link to someone that's uh, looking at uh, body language, like I say, I don't. It's not that I don't think he was working at Pfizer. Um, he probably was. Um, what I would question is um, th- the m- the weight people would put behind the title that he has. It, he seems too young, and um, 
Well, we we know he was a. We know he seemed to be some sort of um, corporate. Uh, how would you say? Um, consultant. He, he was working for another. Yeah, he, he'd only been there for like a year, but <clears throat> I think that. Well, so this is why, having sat in in both spaces, as they were talking about it with everybody, I think that. That's why, like, I I don't remember if it was Robert Malone or somebody. So I mean, it could be just, you know, it could be disinformation or whatever. But mm-hmm. it, someone had a link to this to this body language video analyzing it, and this guy was just incredible. Like the way, and when he broke it down, like it became when and he was focusing on any specific thing. You could tell, okay, yeah, this guy's gay. He was definitely wanting some dick. He was trying to. But at the same time, he's also, he starts talking with a little more awareness and like, um, yeah. So he talks shop. I, I, I have, so, so no... he's actually, so he is talking. So he, he, and he, he, he shows how he's talking about something that is definitely current. This is not like a future mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. He He's talking about something that that's actually happening right yeah, now. Yeah, I, so. I, I have no doubt that Pfizer have sat there and, um, like, they've bought a company, I forget the name of it, that's doing sort of computational simulations and, um, you know, trying to do these predictions. I have I have no doubt that that is ongoing. Um, I would say Pfizer is not the only actor that would be doing this. Um, the the thing that just it just came off a little little too melodramatic at the in the second one where he's freaking out in the pizza shop, right? I'm not gay, and I don't I I don't worry about safe spaces, but like he he at one point he says like I'm feeling unsafe or something, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and just before he attacks. The- <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the other people. It, it was dumb, but I, you know, I, I can't really judge that. What I can say is that today on the space with with Andrew, and it was like the last one, and so we were kind of culminating with, you know, the shots and how ultimately they come from DoD mm. programs, and he 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 puts more weight on the DoD. I put more weight on just like the deep state in general. But overall, like they're crooked, and we talked about this. And he, one thing that he, the way that he said it was pretty good, was that you know they've they've been doing this for a long time, mm-hmm. and people don't people are missing that completely. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I started with in the space was that because that was the first topic we discussed. I was like, yeah, they've been doing this for a long time. And there are zero regulations. Mm. So they for private companies, they can they can gain any function that they want to. Like so this whole debate that everybody's been hearing in, in the spaces like in the past couple of days, everybody was saying, Oh, well, you know, well now we're gonna get them, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna take them to court or this isn't a criminal act. You can't no. take them to court for doing that. And so people have a really people don't realize just it's totally legal. They're doing it all the time, and and that's the part that's fucked up about it. Yep, yep. And um, 
I, w- I would say that that dude has been, I don't know, like listening to me. Like he, he's medically trained, as I understand it, right? So it, it, it's not, um, it's not above his um, comprehension abilities to be able to sort of grab that they would that they would be pursuing a research direction like this. Um, that all, all all of that is um, conceivable to me. What what I'm I'm concerned about this rush to say, boom, we got Pfizer. Pfizer's the source and um, problem solved. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know Pfizer. And this people shouldn't be reading any more into this than the fact that they're a greedy, dirty company that deserves mm-hmm. to go to hell. I mean, mm-hmm. we can't charge. The, I mean, we would have to prove that it was them that made it, and I don't think that's. None of that has anything to do with this. I think they're just now Pfizer or somebody made Omicron. And so this is exactly the type of work that could have created Omicron, but um, I don't think Pfizer, the, a, a military made, <laughs> made SARS-CoV-2, not a. Uh, yeah, but this, this is why I think the, um, the drop by Robert Malone on Tucker where he's he's pointing out what I've been pointing out there, there are two countries which do not comply with or not or, or well the US is a signatory but just doesn't allow inspection of its biological capabilities and then, and then Israel right yeah and then Israel, Israel. Right? Yeah. and so I'm my mind is going to that this potato is getting hot for them right and so you know USDO or US deep state is is just as capable as turning around and just going, Oi, look at them. Right. And um I mean I'm inclined to say, yeah, we should we should be looking in that direction. One, because I just think that there's a molecular fingerprint in SARS that just has to be addressed. And that's the that's the um electrostatic binding of the of the strains and we would i don't know if you saw that i was just looking so like the latest paper which shows the omicron yeah you were chat you were commenting right so um yeah i didn't see all of it but mm. i was trying to get the gist of what the paper was saying but um, well it's just just omicron has a predilection for the k26r um genotype which is ashkenazi and um the so it's actually targeting them yeah 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 of... yeah and so I would, I would, in, and this is just a, I don't know, it's a hypothetical construct that I would put around the the bio warfare planning table if I was, if if we're looking for uh, protagonists in the, in this, um, is that you beeping or me beeping? Uh, it's an unusual. It's not. Mm, I don't hear any beeping. So it's it's my side. What's doing that? Uh, it's an it's an unusual sound. I don't recognise it. I'm not sure what it is. Uh, it's stopped for the moment. So, um, so in <laughs> in the um, but we're we're in the Marine Corps, bro, and you're just sitting there on the whiteboard sketching out um, who to, who to investigate in the current environment with the data that we do have and 
I'll I'll put this on the whiteboard, and it's it's the response I put to I quote tweeted the um, that excellent uh, tweet you made earlier, which has something we should bring up on screen, which is the oh yeah the the, the ranking of SARS CoV two as a biowarfare agent and using metrics which were put into place prior it was it 2018 yep. um sars ranked in at number four i can't remember what was the one two yeah, and it three was number, it was it was number four out of 34 and so basically i had i had come across this i was digging more into bioweapons and i came across this 2018 study from a group of retired colonels and generals or whatever and from i think from different nato countries and maybe one from the u.s but they sat down and i don't even really i don't remember what the reasoning was but they, they wrote a paper going over okay well, looking at all the the biological agents that have been um like looked at or have actually been yeah been investigated for biological weapons you know what is what is the most the one with the most potential you know, from a go, let, let me bring strategic it up so people standpoint can see it. Ca ca carry on let me just go fishing for that give me a second well keep, I mean, keep going to, well because i've got the that that tweet has the the um i'll let you share screen then if you wait if you want to bring it up I'll let you... well no i um yeah, actually, I can well because yeah, I can do it much faster. I mean, it just makes more sense. Um, but that tweet had the second, like, had the twenty twenty two like update because for whatever reason they decided to like analyze SARS CoV two using this rubric, mm. and I just thought it was really interesting because I thought it was a really good depiction of what it, it's really hard to explain to people like just in a quick way why SARS-CoV-2 looks like a bioagent because if you're not really familiar with that space you're not gonna where is it wait I've got the tweet here okay well yeah you can just pull it up it's fine but but basically yeah they I, I thought that this did a good job and so what I did was is I took the data from the table in the first one and then I just added SARS-CoV-2 in the spreadsheet. And then because I wanted people to be able to visualize, okay, ranking and to be able to show that, hey, you know, Plague and Marburg, those are lower. <laughs> you know, I think the top three were Ryson and... Um, so I've brought it up on the screen. Um, just okay, hang out. Tell us what so I can see. It says average, and then I, I don't know what this metric is per se. But I, I, yeah, let me mute full screen. Oh, 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 that's not. You can see that, right? I've pulled up the. Wait, is the? It says it's live. Why? Why is it not taking me to live? That's weird. Okay, there we are. There we are. All right. Um, so, so yeah, it was mycotoxins, ricin, and um, actually a very old. It's a smallpox. Yeah. Um, 
and for me, so one of the sneaky things that I that I realized, and so I put it in here, was that um, Staphylococcal Staphylococcal Enterotoxin B was number seven. Okay, and the the important piece of SEB is what's in it's is what's literally overlapping the furin cleavage site. So yeah, wow. it's not a it's not a mistake. You were getting some pushback from Clucky. That's good to see. I Clucky saw that, back. and and, Cl- and Clucky's wrong because um, the the whole point was they didn't notice it at first because it didn't have the same sequence similarity. But when they looked at the 3D structure and they looked at what it was doing, um, they, that's when they realized. So it's not a it's not a sequence thing; it's a it's a function, a structure yeah. and function thing. Secondary tertiary structure. And and, but, and so what I did was I went back to the um, I went back to a guy that had written an article about superantigens. Oh, and by the way, his name is Stephen Hatfield. By the way, he's a virologist that used to be at the DoD, and he he's so in deep in the DoD that he was the first suspect in the anthrax attacks. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I know who you're on. And he sued yeah. them, and he sued them for, for defamation because he's a wrong because he's a virologist, not even he's not a, a bacteriologist. So, people, and they still got the wrong that, guy, that Bruce Ivans, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure they just set up residence too. So, um, did he kill himself in the end? Yes, he did. Mm. He did. And so, but the reason I did that is because he, this guy knows exactly what he's fucking talking about when it comes to uh, super antigens, because mm. he used to work in our, our bio defense program. So, so no, Glucky's wrong because it's not just. The, the Pittsburgh crew that has that has noticed this and said it, and there has been some pushback. But what I've noticed is that actually, there's some Zunati pushback. But so that's why I feel pretty confident because it's not like me and I just did the sequencing and the blast and right, right. I said, oh yeah, this I think this is it. You know, I'm I'm justifying it based upon what I've read, which is a lot of the stuff. So. I think that Clucky's wrong because I mean all the the actual evidence because antibodies for SEB work yeah, against they, they SARS-CoV-2. They the, the... <laughs> so yeah, I like mean I I said, I, 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 I dropped seeds. the Baja paper in that thread. Um, I, I think that's yeah, the I most saw, convincing yeah. paper. Um, but so. Uh, what... <laughs> The anyway, metrics yeah. on the side from red to green, how many categories does that okay. make up? Yeah, or so make like, up that? Um, excuse me. So the there were twelve categories like that they that they ranked them in. And if you like further on down in the in the thread, I put a picture of the of the categories and like what each score at each level means. And so basically in each of the 12 areas, you get a score from one to three and then you're, they totaled up the score. And I don't remember exactly why it's not a whole number, but um, 
but but the total of the score Where's yeah, the... a, little bit, a little bit further down Red it, it, keep keep going keep going i think it's like it's either all the way down or um or it might be a response to the first one so go go back up to the top and then look in the response to the first one and i think that'll just to yeah so go back to one and then it should be there's no uh hmm. if i click it there's nothing okay it should go to two then see it's it might be in two or it might be in three. I'm not actually on. I'm just watching you right now, so. Uh, maybe I. Close to this. You're going to make me work for this? it. Oh, crap. I, I went over from the screen. Um, you can take over the screen, I think, if you if you have it. Here's something yeah, okay. here, which is score virus hit. But oh, where the heck did I do that? No, no, no. Uh -huh. hmm. Well, whilst, whilst okay. you're, then yeah, I'll do. I'll take over the screen, I guess. Yeah, and you know the the immediate response to Charles's post though was someone goes, "It's, it's always well, it's not a very good bio weapon, is it? Because it doesn't it doesn't kill people." And um, yep. every time it's just you, you, you're not thinking. Um, oh, yeah, you have to stop sharing your screen so I can. Oh, okay, share mine, yeah, but yeah, they, they do it, and so that's why I wanted to clarify hey, it doesn't really matter what you think because strategically, that's not what we do. You know, a highly lethal weapon looks bad because you can't, you can't hide that, okay? It's not like. Oops, yeah, it must be natural. No. So it's much better to be able to just say it's natural, have it be incapacitating. That's the entire I mean, obviously I know you know, but you know, that's the that's the key thing that people are not aware of. So what the heck? Oh good lord. Well you know what, do you, as as you're here, I'm gonna uh, abuse your <laughs> you're you're uh, um, being here, and just let me um, grab more fluid and uh, a wee a wee break. But I I got the gushed out of that table. Explain to everyone else what's going on. Yeah. So uh, so once again, the, this was a 2008 study that they then uh, they applied to SARS-CoV-2. And what this was was a bunch of WMD experts who prior military retired senior guys who said, hey, we just want, kind of want to compare to see like what's the most attractive bioweapon, what's the most dangerous one. So and they so like just overall potential as a bioweapon. And just off of this, they looked at infectivity, um, infection to disease ratio. So um, basically, like you don't whether or not there was a bunch of asymptomatic individuals or not. Predictability, and that, that 
has to do with how likely you are to get infected if you come into contact with it. And part of that has to do with um, the amount that it takes to have an effective dose. And then part of that has to do with incubation period, if I remember correctly. Yeah. So um, morbidity and mortality. And that's so that's also called virulence. So when you, a lot of the times these, these terms get confused between like, okay, pathogenic and infectious and virulent. And so what do they all mean? Well, um, infectious, infectious, I'm going to say this wrong, but okay. <laughs> yeah. Virulence means um, it's the more virulent it is, the more damage it does to your body. And yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to like, because I, I always get them confused when I say them, so I don't want to get them completely wrong. But, um, but as far as bioweapons fa factors, the rest of them, they have aerosol stability. So how stable it, is it if, it if it's floating in the air? Of large-scale production, that's kind of a key. Environmental stability, you know, how long, once you drop this or spray it or whatever, how long is it going to stay in the environment? Now, how easy is it to disperse? How transmissible is it between people? Uh, do prophylactic countermeasures exist? So vaccines or, or uh, for nerve agents, we had these protostigmine bromide till pills, which probably caused, well, they added to Gulf War syndrome. Um, but th things like that, that you would take in advance of being in an area with threat. And then therapeutics, the countermeasures, um, whether they exist, and then ease of detection. So one reason why I wanted to spell those out is because the one, these are the factors that when we're doing military planning or operations, or if there's an attack and a, there's a bomb that goes off, but it doesn't explode, there's like a pop, and there, a cloud comes from it. Well, that's a pretty good indicator that it's not an explosive in there. Because if you do have an explosive in a bomb, then it'll burn up all the agent. Mm. And so we take, we take all that, and that's intel that we would use to... And literally, I used to do this. I used to train people how to do it. And basically, so you take an information, say there's a nuke attack, and, and all you have is pen and paper. I taught my Marines how to um, estimate the yield of the nuclear weapon by the angle of the cloud or the top of the cloud height to the ground um, and triangulating it. We had a whole bunch of different things that we did for each of the different types of agents. And for biological agents, it's it's more complicated because they're they're not it's not a chemical spray that typically like there's different factors involved and no, nothing else is infectious of course so but this is but these are biological weapons um, characteristics that you would want in a biological weapon uh, and so the fact that SARS you, is four is a problem yeah what's that is, is there a reference 
that people could go to to download where this table comes from? Uh, yeah, it's from the same link in the same tweet. Uh, I don't know. Like, if you're on the tweet, I think it's the first or second tweet where I have it, but I can... Yeah, just put it in the chat. Okay, then yeah, I'll go ahead and do it. Um, that way you guys can have it. And it also, in the references, it has the link to the original version of it. So let me go to the chat. Well, actually, no, I go to this chat. I keep forgetting that I'm actually online at the moment. There we go. So that should work. And then... Where was I? Facebook. Where was it? Oh, there it is. So, anyway, so yeah, now everybody has access to it. And the bottom line is that after they ran the numbers, SARS-CoV-2 came up with a score of 24, which meant that it ranked fourth out of all compounds. And I'll go ahead and tell you right off the bat that, that ricin is not like a great biological weapon. I'm pretty sure the, the only reason it would be at the top is because it ranks highly in a couple key areas. Like it's um, like, I I don't I remember if I've said it before, but like I did some training from Edgewood Chemical and Biological Center. Uh, it's in, um, I don't know if it's at Dietrich or at, uh, there's another one that's close by that I think might be where the NSA is, but, but it's, it's a Dietrich thing. It's a U.S. AMRAID um, subunit. And they came to Fort Leonard Wood and they, and they trained every class. And so obviously I was an instructor, so I, I learned it too. And over two days, they would teach us um, how to like cite, uh, that's a survey. I'm trying to remember God, what the term is. But basically, you, you come up into a lab, like you walk into a building, you walk into a shack, and there's this lab, laboratory process. And so, what you want to do is you want to you want to quickly analyze and know what it is that that process is for, because that plays a big role in, in how you would respond. Because it could be meth. You know, and then you would deal with it. Oh, hopefully, you blue meth. Explode. You want that blue meth, sir? That's what I, I know from well, Breaking Bad. I, well, I've seen Breaking Bad. I just don't remember all it's of got, it. But... It's got to be blue now. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's true because yeah, I think he invented that. But um, anyway, I uh, so basically we learned that, and we would, or if it's. Ricin, for instance, and one of the things we did was we, in order to learn about the processes, we actually went to the grocery store, got castor beans, crushed them up, or not, we got a different type of bean, but simulated making ricin. And it's actually really easy. Anybody can do it. And the you can find the instructions online. I don't recommend you do it. Funnily enough, that Although, was in Breaking Bad as well. <laughs> making ricin. Make, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ricin. Episode, my, my wife saw the episodes, but I only saw about half of them. Oh, it's a, well, it's actually, a good series, dude. I believe, uh, I don't. I think it was Trump that just had, like this week or last week, 
had rice and mailed to his house or something. That's nice shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, by some lib. So, you know. Holy fuck. Yeah, I guess I guess he gets uh, all his mail uh, sniffed, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, so it, it's pretty, it's pretty common. So, and the one thing I'll say is that when I was with the Department of State, by far the most common response that we had, that my Marines would have to respond to at whatever embassy they were would be a white suspicious white powder. Because, and most of the time it was, well, I, it was never anthrax. Uh, and I don't want to say how many times this happened, but, but, but terrorists are always looking to like test defenses and stuff. So they'll, they'll just try to scare you or they'll even try to test to see how long it takes for Marines to react to get to the embassy or something. So, um, so white powder, suspicious white powders is a, is a thing that we, we deal with a lot, but anthrax is very different than, than ricin even. And the, the big key is the fact that it's aerosolized because anthrax is everywhere. It's in the soil and on most of the continents in most places, but it's never in large enough concentrations to, to cause harm. And it's, it, it used to be called sheep shearers disease because typically they were the only people that got it because they would be um, shearing sheep and, and the sheep would have some spores that'd be on their, uh, on their stomach or something. And so most people who got anthrax would get it cutaneous. It'd be on the skin. But so when, when the 1979 Sverdlovsk incident happened, um, it was pretty obvious that it was not a natural occurrence. Cause first of all, they said it was tainted meat and there were like 77 dead or something. Mm -hmm. But, but when investors came in like years later, almost all the cases were inhalational anthrax. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you don't, uh, there's gastrointestinal, um, cutaneous and inhalational and inhalational is by far the most deadly. And that's what the, it was, in, it was just some filter fuck up, right? That that caused. Oh yeah, the... they, they they forgot they didn't close the filter all the way or something. Like they they took off a filter but forgot to replace it, and some stuff got out and yep, uh... and killed killed like eighty people. And yeah, it's it's nasty stuff, and and just like but but this but see, these are the things that people have been intentionally not been exposed to is an understanding of what biological weapons are and what we, what the U S in particular and other has worked on with biological weapons and why would they not want to talk about it? Well, because, well, because this, I mean, I mean, it, because people would very quickly realize, Hmm, this is strange. Cause what did Fauci hide? He, he hid, he didn't, like nobody around the world wanted to talk about the fact that it was aerosol and they wouldn't even like change their procedures to protect people from it. Even now they won't do that. But you know, it's, go it's, through it's, all it's, these, it's scary. It's funny. It's funny to me that they don't consider influenza an aerosolized. Um, well, contagion. it's not, it doesn't, it doesn't efficiently spread the aerosol. 
I don't, I don't know if it's because it just requires a higher quantity of virions or if the type of coughing that it produces doesn't produce large amounts of smaller uh, particles. I, I don't actually know. Maybe, maybe, maybe it, it's a fluid um, medium it needs. If it's, if it's aerosolized, maybe drying out is a issue. Well, the, there's a couple of factors in it. This is one of them is one of the main reasons why I've been shouting it out. That's also the reason why I've been, I tried to explain to JC why he was wrong, which is the fact that the fear and cleavage site and ENAC actually. So both of those things um, are able to be effective inside the lungs. Whereas ACE2 and TMPRSS2 uh, are age, like depending on the age you are, will make you more susceptible to, to those in the lungs. And so, but furin specifically, because furin can attach to like so many different types of cells, it can go through the nose and go through the the mouth, it can go through, you can breathe in all the way down to the lungs. And then once it's there, there's the ENAC. And the I think, if I remember correctly, the pH of the lungs is, is very well suited for SARS-CoV-2. And far more so even than MERS or, or for... Uh, so the original SARS, and that's the real key is because I, I would because I said and I say it all the time that what made this a pandemic of a virus? Well, it was the fear and cleavage site. And he he kind of poo-pooed that, he being JC, because he said that um, you know, it's it's not it's not really the thing that makes it like but what I, I don't think he was think about is that it, it, what it does is it lowers the threshold of infective dose yeah, it's, it's probably increasing it's probability the options it, yeah. it's a probability thing mm. but in the lungs in particular <clears throat> the confluence of all the different things that are in the spike protein make that threshold even lower if it gets into the lungs mm. and so that that's why i think that um for one i mean all of those things play into the, the reason why, you know, I'm confident. And I think that you're confident that, that it's able to spread easily from person to person and sustain yeah. a pandemic. I, I, I do think there's a, a persistence to it that would um, belie the hypothesis that, that JC's put forward, which is that even if they make, well, I, the presumption on my part is that it, it, it is a, um, plasmid induced or a product from sort of plasmid technology to get that type of fidelity and property. Well, yeah, of course. But, but for me, the key thing was, is that he, he, he typically refers back to what uh, Harvard, maybe what Dan Sorokin had, had written. He wrote a great article talking about quasi species and, and, you know, I thought that was, I still think it's a great article, but that doesn't mean all the conclusions are correct because that article focuses on 
dengue fever and how dengue fever attenuates, especially when it was a live attenuated vaccine, how it attenuated back to become natural again. And, and, but dengue's quasi species is less stable than, than certainly the Sarbeca virus quasi species because, and actually I think most coronaviruses, because of this exon NSP14 thing. And I don't, so I think he's, he has this idea in his head of, of the stability, but we have real world data mm. and dozens of studies showing well, the, the sequence similarity it, it, and everything the, else. The rebuttal, so. the rebuttal is, is that um, it, it's changes of protocols have given the illusion of the stability. Um, that, that just, okay, it's a, it's a fair assumption or it, it's a fair point to make in light of the fact that yes, they did change many of the protocols um the again the crime with respect to um early treatment options being taken off the table and and, and that right, being right. But, but this is different than the sequencing and this is one of the things that because kevin mckernan has come back and and really slapped down his sequence the sequencing part of his argument which is a big part of his argument and he's like yeah no okay first of all NSP14. Second of all, here's studies where it shows that the that the amount of variability is much lower. And it's not this, it's not a mistake. It's not whatever. This is literally they sequence the quasi species in this patient, and it's it's much less variance than you think. And so, like I, I think there's plenty of I, I already thought there was plenty of actual like clinical and other evidence to to support it, but but with the sequencing and with these other things that he's not fully incorporating, uh, to me it's like a it's like a done deal. But the bottom line is is that it that the the fact that it's an aerosol and what this is ironic because this is one of the things I wrote about in a paper like a year and a half ago that he didn't read, but. The fact that it's aerosol and can get into the lungs kind of creates a bottleneck because it, it sort of separates itself out from other coronaviruses that don't get in there as easily. And, and so just from evolutionary pressures, it's, it's possible that it's simply the fact that it's an aerosol virus largely that allows it to avoid that um, problem that you see with the quasi-species. I don't know. But the bottom line is, is that it's aerosol. Why do we spend so much time looking at it? Why? Because it is a bioweapons thing. The number of viruses that can competently spread via aerosol is very small. And, and you think about all the, the nasty stuff throughout history, tuberculosis, um, measles was the most highly infectious thing. Until one of these, until the Omicron variants came through, and I believe that's real. I don't believe that that's fake. I believe that that's real, and it's because, well, also because one of the things I'm digging into now is that they probably used pieces of, <laughs> of measles virus fusion protein in here too. So there's there's a lot of factors that that point to that, but the fact that this was number three in terms of the traits that it has. 
compared to all bioweapons, all major bioweapons that have been considered. That is stunning. That is stunning. Because that, that means what you basically have, and I don't include ricin, so smallpox has always been like the one you do not want to escape. This is right next to smallpox. And people should be thinking about that long and hard. Well, I mean, the, to come back to that is the, the mortality. Um, th there's large differences. Mortality with smallpox is, I can't remember, it's like 30, 40%, something. Well, something sure. It's right. But. but what I'm hearing now is that, you know, one out of 700 people who got the shot has already dropped. Like, that's, that's the current death rate from the shots from through 2021. Uh, and I don't remember exactly where I saw that, but yeah, and then, is, this is, it's something that people have to um, keep in the calculation, um, binary agents, right? The, the spike protein delivered in the manner that it has been, um, it, it's, it's not, um, it's, it's not just one or the other. They're, they're working together and um god what is that what? <laughs> what is, is it like a fast beep is it a slow beep just, like a... i don't know it's like it's like a someone's um sending a well it's your neurodegeneration yeah or or, or you know it's the who this the spyware that's on your computer uh probably um i mean I mean, um, it does. It's not every. It's not all the time. It's just it pops in, and it's like it's an unusual beep. It's not one I recognize. So, um, I apologize to people listening if you hear it. <laughs> so, you know, this is a um just to sort of pull back out a little bit. Um, we we see we see the fingerprints of synthetic agents that fit a um, academically defined framework and we see a playing out of dynamics that would support that that framework and again the I would put forward the contention that or not contention the premise that um anyone that would pull the trigger on something like this would want to maximize chaos so the the idea of protocol changes all all of that being rammed through um speaks speaks to me as um part of the overall strategy to maximize the impact of the agents you're delivering and the the, the difficult thing i think for people to wrap their wrap their head around is that something something could be so encompassing and so there's i think that there's a tendency from most people to focus on one of the free primary factors which are driving this right now and yeah the what systemic systemic changes 
at, at the institutional levels, the release <clears throat> of the pathogen itself, and then the binary component as a follow-up. And the, the problem is, is that you're seeing groups coalesce across each, um, each factor and saying this is the causal reason for why we're seeing these, um, well, let, let, let's just wrap it in all-cause mortality because that's, that, that's the one m metric right now that I'm still putting some weight into. And well, I, I think that the that the um, that the cancer skyrocketing cancer rates and uh, and other sort of disease rates that ethical skeptic has been measuring, I think those are pretty legit. Yeah, so I, I, I had those tabs so. ready to sort of rock and roll last stream and this stream. Um, let me just um, share my screen. Can you just... Yeah, I'll start. Drop, and I'll share mine. Let me... Yeah, I mean, and I think that they're... What they're trying to do is they're trying to dissimulate and... and distract and ironically it's one of the things i i talked about on the on the stream was how all of this stuff they'll do whatever they can to disrupt us and, and prevent us from being able to focus on one thing and we talked about you know um infighting and stuff and actually so i, w I went off in a little bit of a moto tangent during the during the thing and i got some really cool messages from Jessica Rose who I've never actually like talked to one-on-one and I've been wanting to talk to one-on-one and, and she, she was, she sent me messages saying, wow, you know, I totally agree with you. You know, and I was like, Oh yeah, well, I've been trying to get a hold of you for, <laughs> for six months, but I'm glad she, I'm glad we are finally connected. So that was one good thing that happened today. Um, I mean, I've spoken to her, but yeah, I was giving, um, what's his face, French bowler's dude. I was giving him a hard time. Um, oh, yeah, Marc Giordo? Yeah, yeah. Um, again, <laughs> it's not helpful what he's doing. Um, it's an either-or in his um, right. uh, uh, analysis. And he's, he's, not, he's not in a position to uh, be making those claims. He's got... <laughs> Um, what, I don't know if it makes much sense to you, but in English we say back at, back of a fag packet calculations for binding and... Um, no, I, I know what you're saying. And and that's the problem with a lot of these things. That's the problem with JC's thesis is that he was trying to rule out things that he couldn't rule out and that he shouldn't rule out. So it it does become detrimental. And the one thing that I know now is that she's totally on board because she's really pissed off about... Um, all this disunity. She's she was a big believer. She agrees with me wholeheartedly on the fact that we need to focus. People, on people need to understand stuff. this this bio warfare yeah. angle, man. Um, like I say, it's a it's a lonely path to tread, but I think I, I do think it's starting. You know, <laughs> eventually, data and real, the, the fact on the ground will come through, um, because you you can only maintain an illusion so long. Right, <laughs> you you might think you you can fly off that bridge on LSD, but um, 
<laughs> it's uh, you're, still, mean, you're still going to hit the concrete. I know what, what that feels like, but uh, no, I I think that it's it's important for people to be sober and clear-headed about it. And only recently have I started really. It, it took a long time to really work into talking about the HIV inserts because you know at first, I mean, Dow you, I think Dow you got kicked off Twitter for that and Jakey got kicked off several times. So I, I feel pretty good because in the last few spaces, I feel like I've been able to, well, in like two in particular, I've been able to broach the subject of the inserts and explain how it feeds into what we're seeing now in a way that becomes really damning and, and people don't like just brush it off. Like, oh shit. Wow. Yeah, you're right. So I, I, we're making a lot of progress in that. Um, yeah, um, you know, I'm nothing, nothing but relieved um, by that, by that factor. The, the only, the only problem is, is that punching through that particular um, edge <clears throat> condition, right? And you know, you popping your head for that sort of old medieval painting, right? It's just like well, the... especially when, especially if if we're right, and this is the this is we're getting down to the the brass tacks, and mm -hmm. this is where if if we're really getting closer to the end of the road, and at least where we think it leads, then the people really don't want us to be down this road. No, so. no, it's 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 fucking frightening, bro. Because <laughs> the implications of it are, um, well, I, I I'm not I'm not sure how how the dominoes fall at at that point. I mean, my just to, from the science perspective, I, I have to I have to hone in on what I what I see the data is telling us, right? And so, you know, ethical skeptic, I think has done a pretty pretty good job of um, being or constraining the data in such a way that he's avoiding confounds in, in right. his analysis and this um number 540,000 um and he he specifically states outside of um I'll just excess non-covid natu natural cause mortality continues it's eight to nine eight to nine sigma holy shit each week Right, 20% to the excess over a professionally done baseline. 540,400 excess deaths, which are not COVID, not fentanyl, not accidents, not lockdown, nocebo, etc. Something else is going on, okay? Now, yeah. um, what that tells me is they're, they're not making the diagnosis correctly with respect to the pathology with, of course not. with COVID. And there's there's too much fixation on the ARDS presentation that that's that's what people think is the the primary disease mechanism, and we, I I don't think that that's the case. It, it might be in I, well, I some. Think, I think more now. I think we're getting to the point three years in where I think that's less of the problem. I think I think more and more it's knowing like. These doctors are now starting to know. They're understanding that it's not. 
yeah, I, I think like if a doctor has a patient and they're thinking of COVID as ARDS only, uh, three years in, I, I don't know. Like you'd have to be pretty freaking stupid. Oh, but there's a lot of stupid again, doctors you know, out there. <laughs> We've learned that much. And, um, the, uh, good dog is saying to me, look at Africa vaccine outcome. Look at it. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, a Africa is a good data point. It, 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 pro it provides a sort of another boundary condition, right? For the interactions and, um, data. I would do. say I would say comparing countries within Africa because South Africa I think is good because it's kind of like a European counterbalance and it's also latitude it's 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 low enough that it does have a much more of a winter so if you compare South Africa to you know Cameroon you'll start to realize okay you'll be able to winnow out the the other confounding data but so yes yeah, some of it is vaccines some of it is or lack of vaccines some of it is you know the the atmospheric temperature and the sunlight and the, the relative humidity and all sorts of things but by and large i mean yeah well, we know that the shots are causing immunosuppression so if they don't have a lot of it then whatever we're dealing with are going to be dealing with it much much less yeah so well, um, the the big plan, right, is uh, <laughs> replace uh, replace that recalcitrant white whitey with third world. We can control them more. <laughs> that's uh, that's the long term arc, bro. That's uh, well, it's one uh, one hypothesis. Um, but the uh, the 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 idea that it's stopping anytime soon doesn't well we would we'd have to see radical changes um and we have to you know we have to, we have to stop vaccinating and actually yeah. what's really what's really concerning is that and i didn't know this apparently the uk just uh rolled back stuff so now you have to be 50 or over to be eligible for the bivalent booster or, or just or just any you know covid shot that's a good step in the right direction and it's concerning because we're well, they're, the they're looking direction. at the data and seeing that the, right. you know right. they've got to remove um, potential um right but causes. We're, we're, get, we're getting the same data <laughs> that's what's terrifying is that is that we're doing the opposite anyway it's like we have to stop the shots if we do not stop the shots it's just going to exacerbate this like this yeah. IgG four thing. Why is it going to stop if we if we don't stop? Yeah, and it's it, it you're you're seeding the environment with these toxic peptides, the and you know route of um, transmission. It's you know it's hit and miss, right? You know there, there are people that are getting their fifth, yeah. waiting for their sixth shot, and seem fine. Um, there are other people that, you know, the first one does a number on them and there's other people that come into contact with SARS and, um, it's a nothing, it's mild, um, 
I mean, it's a wave function. It's a, it's just probability. So, but the problem is, is that probability will will just continue to skyrocket. And the real problem is that it's even affecting, it's affecting everybody, because if because what's happening is people are getting sick, you know, RSV for instance, but their immune systems are suppressed, so they're producing more virions. So they're sicker, they have more virus, and they're spreading more virus. And so this higher concentration of virus is driving higher loads of sickness in people who aren't vaccinated with it. And that is a terrible um, snowball that, that's rolling, and there's only one way to to put pressure against it, and and they're still accelerating it. And you and I, of course, know that the ultimate insult is this bivalent booster because they know that the worst peptide, like the worst sequences, the worst antigenic sequences are in the original spike, and they're putting it there on purpose. Yeah. And people, pe- people, we, we have to alert people. They are doing this on purpose. There's no greater evidence that this is on purpose than the fact that they keep sticking that bivalent booster, which goes against all common sense. It, it's horrifying. Yeah. Um, like I said, I don't, I don't know. Like I say, my, my approach has just been to be brutal with what I consider to be the naked truth. And I, I get that parts of it make people uncomfortable. And like I say, but you know, the part where prior to you just sort of jumping in in this conversation, and we're um, this again. The dynamics have changed radically as a consequence of the Veritas. Um... <coughs> wait, 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 wait! What's going on? Oh. Oh no. Well, yeah. I just want to point out the. Uh... That the eight to nine sigma hey, that's okay. excess. If eight to nine sigma is a like one in a million, Boys, play nice. Go outside. An exact translation, but uh, eight to nine sigma is unusual. <laughs> we don't have standard Sorry deviations of eight to nine. So, uh, yeah, I was just commenting on the eight, like the eight sigma and nine sigma. That that's unusual. That is. In human history, no, it's that unprecedented. Once it's, before, that's yeah, there, that's uh, we have no we have no way to like express that in terms of our lifetimes because it's so incredible. Well, it's, I, I would put it in the context of you know um, World War Two, that sort of casualty count. Um, There's more. I mean, we've lost more excess. Well, one of the things that I said on the stream today, kind of in, in closing, just talking about how ridiculous all this is is that just military age males um we lost 58,000 in, in 13 years in Vietnam and just in you know the 18 to 49 range in the United States just in males we had more th- than that die just in the last 6 months of 2022 so we we lost the Vietnam of of military age males in the second half of 2022 from this and we can't even 
get Congress to hold one hearing? Well, the issue is that you're dealing with institutions that have completely imploded in terms of, of their operational uh, frameworks, right? It, 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 every, every, everything that you or we would have considered sort of stop gaps, guardrails, um, you, you know, counterbalances, none of it has yeah. worked, right? So, so this, I, I would put forward yeah. the premise that this has been a multi generational project to be able to get to this point, right? The, the, I, I would agree with that. And you know, some, some, somewhere, somehow, something made the calculation. Oh, we, we can go now. Now, whether you know, you could get into arguments about whether Trump was a sort of um, catalyzing agent in the plans. You know, I, I know there's just footage of Fauci saying there will be a, a pandemic in this. Um, uh, coming years, I mean, but he might have said the same thing if, um, uh, what's her face, the old hag. She doesn't matter, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Clinton, that's what I'm trying to think of. Um, if she'd won, may, may, it might have been the same. We don't, I, I'm not sure. Um, we, we don't know. Um, what we do know is is that um, something pulled the trigger. And now now we're watching it, and people, and like I say, people, people are becoming possessed around each one of those three options I was describing earlier, which is, um, oh, it's, well, <laughs> there's a fourth actually, because there are those who will just say it doesn't exist, right? It's, 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 com it's complete fabrication. It's a, a consequence of the collapse of institutions and, um, you know, the failure to adhere to what we, ex what we, perceived as common practice there's the contagion itself and then there's the binary component which is the the vaccination um as you said the eat the easiest one i would presume to stop is the vaccination right you, you stop the deployment of the um half of that binary agent and you let um you let medicine and, and the natural biology try to come to terms with what um, SARS is doing at a population level. Um, and I, be I believe we can. I, like, I don't think it's the end of humanity. No, I, I, or anything, I, I'm but in agreement there. But at the same time, they're, the fact that they're putting their foot on the accelerator in the face of all this data. I mean, one of the things, the IgG stuff, you know, I, I was able to tie that to, to the HIV inserts, or at least the, the realization that it something that can utilize DC sign and is obviously affecting T cells. Um, they would understand the class switching was a risk, whether or not there was HIV associated with it, but especially because so many of these things come from HIV. But then all this latest stuff that I found, you know, that I was going over the other day, the reality is, is 
all of these things are bioweapons things. All of these concepts of immune suppression, uh, whether, you know, at first it was probably just by accident, but then they saw, hey, you know, you do this, this would be a great way for, this would be a great incapacitating agent. I just never expected that we use it on ourselves. So, well, no, the, the thing is, we're, um, it's not a it's not a we right it's a them and that them is again right it's it's a them but but this but (laughs) the people who are entrusted to protect us are doing the opposite and that's true whether or not they were also the people that made the virus and that's terrifying because what that really means is is that there's nobody looking out for us mm-hmm. right now because the the people in public health and the people in power behind them are letting this happen. There's no, you're right. There's no stopgap whatsoever. So yep. um, I, I, I probably should just shut up. I, I want to try to like, just be like your color commentator and let you do most of the, I mean, it's so engaged in these discussions, but no, I mean, that's uh, um, I'm a terrible co host. (laughs) It's just a chance for my uh, voice box to take a rest. Um, the it's it's important what you're saying, and again, I would, um, you know, it, it gets down to this, right? Um, at some point, you realize you're in a fight, right? That uh, normal everyday uh, routine is going to change, and you have to get yourself into a posture to one to minimise uh, what's coming, and two to hopefully make sure you get out. Um, well, <laughs> that you land some shots, and they think twice uh, about doing anything more. And right now, I don't see pe- people aren't doing that they're not situationally aware and are too focused on e- each one of those um, right. uh, points of, of contention to rally around. It's irrelevant now, right? What, whatever, whatever one you want to um, think is the, is the primary driver, that's, it's done, right? Now, now we've got to be able to, let us say, na- navigate the the new, the new landscape, and and it comes down to a big part of it is who who are the protagonists that have been able to take such comprehensive control, and you know, the Robert Malone speaking on Tucker Carlson talking about the holes in the bio uh, warfare conventions. Um, has suddenly stepped it up, and you know if when when push comes to shove, I I have to th- I have to think right because there must be still cohesive elements within the m- military infrastructure within the U.S. Right, of course they can be influenced from outside forces etc. But that that there are there are essential triggers that will happen as the breakdown begins to um, manifest more um, aggressively and um, if there's this and it it might look 
the Ashkenazi fingerprint, right? Let's call it that, the, the, the K26R hypothesis. If that's a way for one side to offload some responsibility in this situation, of course it will be played. Now, the inverse to that is that there's the the accusation can but this is the this is the stupid position that the US has put itself in post nine eleven when it stopped um inspection, right? And so the the same accusation can be made and um it it could it could be it could be that you know that there's that that transnational I don't know whatever CD stuff that they get up to in um, the business class lounge at the airports, which us peons can't go in. Whatever whatever that level is. Well, I I have a I have a platinum card, so I <laughs> I, I can't get into the century and I just oh, yeah. <laughs> Pretty nice, lucky bastard. <laughs> I'm always in cattle class. Well, I'm I'm glad I got it before my credit was destroyed. So my credit used to be <laughs> awesome. So I've got zero credit, bro. I've got I've got nothing. <laughs> I got no no pension, nothing. I've got a hole in my fucking roof, <laughs> and I'm here. I'm here. Uh... No, my my American Express platinum is made out of freaking like carbon fiber or something. Nice. It's, it's covered in. Covered in steel or something. It's it's pretty boring. No, um, it's, it's, mean, it's whether you want to take uh, bets on it now, as uh, if they're if they're going to be able to <laughs> make any make any uh, liens against you. Should you run it up? Should things get so chaotic? Can you go ham right now, <laughs> running up the credit? Yeah, I can't go ham as much as I used to be able to, but I still got, I still have some access to to credit. I, I mean. I had like 250 in available credit at one point, but that's it's about half of what that was. So yeah, I'm I'm telling you, dude. Though I th I think a lot of the reason that we're we're getting fucked like we are right now is they just got people um, nailed with with usury credit, right? Well, and, no, what I was saying, what I was saying is that was available credit. Um, not but there there are, there are not, not I'm I'm yeah. talking at a population scale. There aren't people. Uh, it's not this credit card uh, extravagant life. People people are now in a position where their very existence is chipping off the payment on the credit card to survive. Um, and I mean, just... I've, I've been fortunate enough, like twice in my life, to and this is one of those times to be in a place where I don't have that. <laughs> I had to lose a house to do it. But um, but yes, most people. I mean. My credit score was in like the top one percent, um, be simply because everybody has so much debt. I mean, in the two years in the two years that I was doing this <laughs> before before I had to sell the house, like I racked up sixty grand in credit card debt because you know that was a you know above and beyond because my my disability obviously could only cover so much. But you're right in that they like everything that they're doing. Everything from that to this, the way that the supply chains have been constructed, it's made everything so fragile um, that it's it's just ripe for the plucking. And so we're being plucked, bro. <laughs> and, well, 
So, no, and I think, well, for one, the, the thing that uh, my little moto speech that I was given was, I was trying to point out, hey, the, cut the crap, cut all this. If, if we do not have our priority as, as you know, justice, being the truth about this, they're going to roll over us because all this. Yeah, but I, I, I'm taking the view that. A waste um, of time. It, it, it's important to have what you describing you must have you must have this um ethical moral um target that, right i need that, to i need to take robert malone grab his hand pull him down and take his place and just yeah you know, he's, too, he's too milk toast. he's too milk toast for the moment right he, look I'm happy for him to go talking and it, it might be you, you need someone who's soft-spoken like Robert Malone to relay to a larger public the K26R hypothesis, right? And just say that there's a potential enemy that we can we can see in the mists that we need we need to confirm or not, right? Right, but unfortunately I don't know that there's so much I mean granted I'm I may, I, I like to consider myself a friend of the Jews. Um, and me too, bro. <laughs> but I mean, just the, the, I think that we're so far from the culture from being able to be honest about anything that, uh, well, and it's ironic because the same woke people who, who lecture us are the same ones who are the most anti Semitic here in the US, anyway. So, so I know that I feel like the odds that he would have the balls to cover that are pretty slim. He, he's he's done it. It's just too. It's too. He he's talked about he's talked about the those polymorphisms. Not not the polymorphisms. Um, but he spoke he's spoken about the fact that it's possible for um, transnational public private partnerships to be engaged in nefarious research. At, yeah. Um, and he specifically points out Israel. I'll play that. I don't know if you've have you seen the clip. Maybe not. Um, well, he 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 knows that. Well, okay, but there's it's one thing to say Israel because they're they're obviously the known, you know, in the Middle East. Like they're they're a big player when it comes to this kind of stuff. But uh, I, I don't know that he'll ever bridge that gap. And, well, no, maybe maybe who knows. Uh, I didn't I'll, see the Tucker things. So. Yeah, so just listen to what he's saying, and um, <laughs> I, I would, you know, this might be a way of sort of, you know, the strategic planners within the U.S. military might just be saying, "Wow, we want to, um, we don't want mutiny on our hands." Um, so this is this might be the gambit that they would play, and the and this might have been set up. I, I'm open to the possibility that this could have been set up in, uh, prior to, right? That they could. Yeah, but why would this be the gambit instead of Russia? Like, um, no, I don't think Russia would work. I don't think Ukraine would work. But uh, it's it, it's it's a good question, man. I, I don't I don't have all the answers, right? All all I can see is a fingerprint right now, and. And and that has to sit there like it does with the Chinese and like it does with uh, deep state apparatus in so, um, Five Eyes countries. Um, it's just one of these possibilities. And at some point, 
um, I don't know, not Mike Millie, but um, I don't know what contact you have through your unit to command that says, hang on a minute, <laughs> it came fucked here. Um, we need we need to be be taking a different posture. But anyway, let, let let's just play this because, like I say, I think this is a, this is more a watershed moment than um, you know the faggot in the pizza bar. Sound like higher. Pfizer is conducting or contemplating conducting. Oh, can you hear it? Yeah, okay. research that is effectively like gain of function. Hi, Tucker. It's great to be here, and thanks. Thank you. Uh, it it appears it appears that they are recapitulating exactly what was done at the Wuhan Institute of Virology, right down to serial passage in their case in monkeys instead of uh, humanized mice. Um, but the the buried lead in this, Tucker, if you don't mind me saying so, oh please, is the implicit the implicit acknowledgement that they cannot construct vaccines fast enough. The virus is outrunning them, and they're having to resort to extraordinary measures. This is an acknowledgement of defeat of their vaccine technology and their platform and campaign. They're saying that we have to go so far out on the edge that we're really crossing a line. We're breaking the law, but we have no other choice because our technology is not meeting the need. They're, we're not able to produce vaccines fast enough to get ahead of these virus mutations. Well, that went right over my head. So thank you for calling that to our attention. Amazing. But in, so you're describing a motive that makes some sense. It's not just about money. They, they want to create an effective vaccine. But it sounds like, as you put it, they're going to exactly the place that got us COVID in the first place. How is that allowed? Precisely. Um, so the biowarfare treaty is uh, like a cheesecloth that's so leaky. Uh, this, th this is not a hard uh, prohibition. And Pfizer is a global company that's quite clear with massive resources, the ability to conduct research in virtually any region. And by the way, a very close relationship with the government of Israel, which is not a signatory to the Biowarfare Treaty. So they have all kinds of ways they can do this if this is the ethical choice, you know, or I shouldn't say the unethical choice, probably, that they appear to have made. Uh, um, there's a few little bits there but that's that's um a major point that he's that's fucking fox news he just put you know it's but... interesting you know it's interesting and i'm pretty sure you've heard this but you know what that makes me think of is when um netanyahu was talking about how he was opening up the medical data yeah databases to Pfizer, you know as sort of like a mutual thing well i mean that's that's interesting in that context because that, that that's a bad combo to put together i think yeah so you, you put you put that in um and look let's let's be very clear here um when we're talking israel or the <laughs> the jews it's not all right and we, we we've got motherfuckers running around I come from the UK, dude. We've got royalty. They're all scum, as far as I'm concerned. They're all degenerate, inbred, uh, kiddie diddling motherfuckers. I, mean, I was told. I was told. Uh, I, <laughs> uh, uh, 
Nash, who, who's like the organizer of the of the Crimes Against Humanity tour, mm. he has. I don't know if he's ever talked to he. They've got some very interesting perspectives on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've never really gone down that deep into those rabbit holes, but but I do understand what you're saying, and it's and and you're right. It is that there's dirt bags everywhere, and to be honest, I don't. I think that I, I don't view our current deep state. I think our current deep state. I, well, I don't know that I trust them less, but I see them as no better than you know Mossad or mm. or anybody else because they, they're actively working against this. Mm. At least the Mossad is is patriotic, and you know. But so we're we're in this situation right now, and so this is where I always talk about. It's important to understand the eschatology of the enemy that you're dealing with, right? And as much as we've laid out Islam to the point where most people most people now understand, you know, that there's a sort of uh, synchronized order to the Quran and there's a sort of uh, Meccan and Medinan component and one is more peace-like and one is more warlike and the more warlike actually is temporarily the later part of the Quran and so can theoretically be used to um, I ideologically push people into a sort yeah. of uh, ISIS-like state. For purposes I, of eschatology, yeah. Yeah, um, the same the same applies, and I'll I'll point at the Christians. Okay, the same applies with respect to um, certain Christian groups who believe that um, they're going to usher in the return of the Messiah, and um, in order to do that, the they had to. Israel had to be established as a nation, etc., and there, and and that kicks off prophecy and um, whatever. Daniel seventy-two weeks, and we're getting into uh, the end of that. And hallelujah, <laughs> how JC comes uh, not that not that JC, but um, Jesus comes riding down with his uh, coming back with his rod of iron this time. I don't know, right? Uh, but on the on the third component of the Abrahamic um, psychopathy is the uh, Talmudic, I would say, right? I think that's a good distinction, right? Because you know, there's there's Torah Jews, there's Talmudic, there's Messianic, right? There's a there's a hodgepodge. It's not a unified. Um, fabric that you're dealing with but there's i am familiar having been an ancient historian i you know indeed and um if if we're looking at each group trying to push towards their version of um what what they think is their prophetic destiny right um it it makes sense in my mind that you would you would see the the fingerprints from each eschatology and so that for me should be placed into the k26r hypothesis if if we're having to laze uh an ideological foe right now right because otherwise we're fumbling around in the dark and you know Dirt bags on our side, 
I, <laughs> I know them. I've got a pretty good idea how they sort of operate. Um, and, you know, I've, I've lived and worked in, in the Middle East. I get that side as well. And, you know, <laughs> look, all of them are problematic in my mind. Is there is there a well I, you know the simple way of looking at it is is there a component to Jewish hegemonic power that is driving events right now, and it's imperative that we are able to exclude it from the um, the complex equation that we have right now with trying to determine who can control systems so comprehensively. Look, it could be the Roman fucking Catholics for all I know, but um, that's a that's an easy one, right? It's an easier one for people to discuss, right? <laughs> Pedo priests, fucking Roman <laughs> Catholic banks, uh, Jesuits, right? All of that is, um, in my mind, that that's an easier problem. It's more tractable. People are prepared to um, go there and discuss it. There's a, a, a cordon sanitaire around examining that, the eschatology that comes from the Hebraic side. And if I see fingerprints in a global changing weapon, I'm going to use that phrase, I, I want to I go and... Well, I, I think what the solution should be, um, all all the elements of the security forces with respect to being able to get into their security systems need to be implemented. We have agents on the ground there as well. It's, it's, it's a given. We have to we have to leverage that to find out. Can we can we remove them from the equation? Do we just have to focus on I don't know the CEOs of the transnationals of whatever? Maybe well, I, that. I mean, to to be honest, I would say that uh, I if. If they were involved, it'd be harder for me to see it as being like a unipolar thing. Uh, and and for me, just the fact that, I mean, China is guilty yeah. <laughs> of, of stuff, and the United States is guilty. Mm. And so it's it, it's hard to separate even between those two. Mm. So even... so. I mean, the United States is so guilty. <laughs> I mean, all like all the evidence that I have is that well, it points to it points to many many institutions. It, it, it's either like the the number of of labs in the world that would have been able to um, tweak and and put that SCB sequence together with with the knowledge and understanding to be able to do it where. It, it, where Clucky could say, "Oh, the sequence isn't close," but where no, but the structure and the form yeah, to, to get like, to the to secondary, that. tertiary, and quaternary <clears throat> interactions, that requires serious computation, and it requires a degree of expertise that narrows down the field of where we should right. be looking. 
and the fact that the fact that uh, that was a field of expertise for and here's the problem there's a lot of the history of biological weapons really it's hard to separate Israel from these things because Israel was in many ways they learned a lot from us and also we've worked a lot with them because they're kind of the stable thing in the Middle East so it may be impossible I mean it could just be that this is I mean for me for me the fact that the five eyes all went along with Fauci and Farrar um, and I'm, I'm coming to the point where I I, I can't see it any other way, but that he knew and that he was doing this on purpose. And I don't know why, but it's not good. And everybody else was either dumb or they were doing, they went along with it. And it looks like they went along with it. And so I, I to, to me, that's why it's hard for me to, like, I can see where Israel might be in the mix, but it'd be hard for me yeah, to that's say a, that. that, that they but are that's what I'm trying to argue. Right? That. It, it's in I, the I'm, mix. I'm totally fine with saying it's definitely a potential thing that's in the mix. Yeah. Um, but you know. I don't want to come across that I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that it's hard for me to see them as the ultimate driver for anything because there's so much other evidence in so many other places of all the shit. Yeah. I mean, the, the only. I, I agree with you with one caveat. Which comes, which comes back to the eschatological component. And it's just this, man. It doesn't matter what you believe. It's what that other entity believes. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. And um, that we've seen too much. We've had too much of a glimpse into the inner workings of the, you know, the, the upper end of the pyramid, as it were that we we know that they get up to all sorts of weird shit right i don't know whether it's uh you know pizza pedesta pizza and uh spirit cooking it could, you know, all that stuff seems to play a part in it because i don't know because there are lizard people i don't know and, and, and we just and we were taken over by aliens a long time ago we just don't know it yet yeah, I mean, that that's another factor. I had someone, right, send me an email. <laughs> I should find it, dig it out. <laughs> um, basically, you know, I was I was sort of making the the argument that um, we need to, in an ideal situation, we should be able to sort of wind back the clock. I just put this, yeah, clock is a where we're it back to where though well to a, to a point where um there was more homogeneity and stability across um what what were the cultural drivers up up to this point right so you know Pre World War gonna... One, like <laughs> I mean, you're uh, you're asking for a lot there, uh, mm. because I I think that I mean I think it can be done, but without that, without the sort of empire, right? If you could sort of retract the the colonial parts, there, has, say, to, okay. there has to be a positive. So I, I think it's ultimately the same thing that I was. That I've been saying in all these different ways is that there has to be a positive 
leader with a with a positive Western civilization, freedom, civil society centered vision mm. to to really like lead us out of that because with it's not naturally going to happen. They've done a good enough job of fucking up everything. Mm. That, yeah, it's it's, it's it, been generations in the making bro there's only there's only so so few organizations that can think that longer term and you know and there's you know there's this um how would you say metaphysical component of how much is you know people trying to uh, manifest prophecy right themselves you know it's creating the self-fulfilling prophecy uh fallacy and because they've they've bought into um i don't know they've bought into the quran they've bought into the bible they've bought into whatever the jews read whichever whichever one of the they, nine they bought into this uh transhumanism I yeah mean, yeah but but you know what there's part there's parts religion. of judaic eschatology which drives towards this transhumanistic um, androgenine state, right? That um, I'm not. I'm not a very good. Um, I'm not the person to be describing. I'm a Talmudic scholar myself, so hmm. I, I, I can't. I can't claim to know what it is that you're referring to when you say androgynous, like transhumanist. I, I'm not familiar enough with he, Hebrew stuff to to know what that means in their eschatology i'm just, I'm I'm just trying to think if there's someone in the chat who's got a good handle on it that could um tish bite right there like he can explain it he's mm. he's a devout christian um, are we ready for this jelly I'm not, I'm not i don't think i've ever actually talked to him uh he's a nice guy not, not like in person not like in person is that brendan no no no, no. Oh, okay let me just see if he'll pick up the, because um, this it's important, right? That you, because you know, conversation and discussion and consciousness sort of um, syncing up, right? Um, it's a uh, well, synchronicity is this um, term. Um, he 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 lost a chicken today. Yeah. I think he might be a bit upset, but uh, Paul, are you there, bro? Hi. Yeah, I'm here. Are you listening? I, yeah, I am listening. I've been listening, and I was just going to write something. And uh, yeah, you're 100 percent correct. Okay, I um, want I want to because so I, I, uh, Charles can't hear you. I need to send you a Zoom link. Okay, no, I can hear him. I can hear him. Okay, you, you can hear. Him? Oh, okay. I can hear. Yeah, I can. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's the desktop is sounding. Um, Charles, uh, meet Paul. Paul, meet Charles. Um, just hello, Charles. Am, am I? Um, I, I, don't, I haven't got a link. I, I can't see a link. At the, uh, oh yes, video. Um, yeah. So, yes. Put your video on, and then maybe I can pull Hi. you down here. You... There we go. <laughs> I'm sat outside again. Well, you know the. Um, let me let me send you the Zoom link so we can. I can put put it on the screen, and then I w I would like you to give a executive summary of the yeah the the transhumanistic nature of 
Talmudic thinking, right? I, I think that's a concise enough question. Are you are you up to the? It's task? a pretty tall ask, but I'll give you my impression of what's all right, happening. All right, yeah. and you're, you're the you're the closest person I think in the just the chat right now who I know has the biblical chops to you know the scripture well enough to um, explain it. Okay, but you're definitely right. There is being leveraged. Yeah. So uh, you can keep talking right now, and I'll just I'll send the Zoom link and. Um, okay. We'll... So everyone can hear me, or. Yep. Yep. So where yeah. to begin? So, where so, to begin? Uh, I, I would uh, okay. So I would say, when I say the Shekinah androgenine archetype for Hebraic eschatology, could you explain that? Yeah. Um, well, according to, uh, I mean, this is this comes down to the writings of the Zohar and the Talmud itself. Uh, the Zohar was probably, I think, 13th century, so it's not as old as um, 13th century AD in Spain. So it's not as old as uh, as the Talmud, or as as um, or, or as old as obviously as as the Hebrew uh, scriptures. It's, so it's a relatively new invention, but what it is is um, it's a form of Gnosticism, as far as I can see, because what they're trying to say is that um, that um, the the physical uh, creation that we have around us now, the that the things that can be seen, is basically um, you know there's 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 two gods. There's one that made the material physical creation, and there's one that made the spiritual creation and there's been this this the physical creation is 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 basically has gone wrong and um this is their thought processes uh, which i find very strange but um their their example of uh of of adam and eve for example is that they were they were originally um you know that that the female and the, the and the male aspects were, uh, were 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 divided. Everything everything was unified, but 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 everything became divided because creation was corrupted. So um, so what they are trying to do is they're going they're trying to bring back to 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 bring, to reunite. This is where this androgyny comes from. It's all driven theologically. That 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 this is why they want to get rid of basically gender and um everything we see happening uh, has got this at, at the basis that they can um they are trying to destroy creation as it is and reconstruct it this is this is it it's, it's deconstructionism um and um they have a, a reductionist view in my in my opinion of 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 uh, of of science and um they're using it, uh, it, it as part of their theology i mean you look at noah harari um they want to get rid of humans good example uh, and, actually yeah yeah you look at harari they want to get rid of humanity uh, they want to replace humanity upgrade humanity um because uh, as far as they can see, we are a fallen creation, and this is their way of transcending what it means to be human. 
so so this is all lies in their theology of um which i think goes right back to gnosticism i don't think it ever left uh, although it's got this spin of kabbalah on it um it really is gnostic in its in its uh, its understanding of uh because they make this big division between um the spiritual creation which is good right and the material creation, which is evil and was made by the material God. Uh, so they have these, this, this, um, you know, this division, which, which is, in my view, um, totally uh, wrong because, you know, we have a material, crea- a material and a spiritual creation, but we're united in, 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 in you know, th- there is no difference between material and spiritual uh, we manifest here with material bodies all of us all of creation but we have a spiritual element as well and and they're trying to divide these two and um uh, it's it's very strange but you know I, so, I, I, but yeah I, I, there's definitely an agenda there's definitely an agenda yeah it definitely helps to yeah it's to, to think of it it's madness it's insane like removing the gender i mean part t- turning men into women and uh and getting rid of gender and uh it, it's all part of the uh they want to control everything it's all part of their uh elevating to the next level as far as they can see so yeah it is theologically driven this is what they believe this is what they believe definitely well and spiritual could be like a like a so um yeah that could be an analogy for you know in in the like technology like any questions your body and then you have your can you, can you hear charles i can't oh, i guess uh, I can't. well is he speaking oh, okay. right yeah now? yeah yeah so he's speaking you need to get oh, on the okay. zoom call oh, okay. to, to hear charles so okay i sent you the link i'm just looking for you to pop in um but hold hold uh, that no, thought no. charles and i, I look from my perspective whilst um Paul is trying to get in um I'm having traveled right to the right to the right to the far east um I've I've come to the point where I'm looking at Abraham Abrahamic uh, well I I I call it Armageddon fetishism um it's a, it's potentially if I had to give a Bayesian analysis it's of, it's like 60-70% driving the, the state that we're in right now and that that's probably why you see it so concentrated across five i um countries um okay let me admit right so that's it i, I can stop the screen share and that should bring everyone in yeah i think you would need to turn your mic on and your camera on paul we can't see you you might have to drop the discord call let's see if he comes in but i, I don't know like I'd, I'd ask you as a as a, a seven or i could be still serving as far as i'm concerned um you you, you can must you hear me yes 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 we can we can hear you so there i was just go. about to ask charles this question which i think um might help frame things but it from an operational perspective you must have had um 
I don't know, I don't know how you would describe it, strategy meetings where you had to define, like if you're trying to understand the reason why someone sent the white powder, you're looking into ideology. That, well, that, yeah, I mean, whenever you move into an area of operations or, or the part of your threat analysis is understanding the political and just social atmosphere that you're operating in. I mean, we, we would take classes in, you know, Islamic culture, well, depending, depending on which deployment I was on, just like basic stuff, but just to kind of introduce you to some of the concepts. And so I think I, I don't... My, my, um, my um, I'll, I'll go back to what uh, triggered my alarm. And, and, and it sounds, uh, even, even when I say it myself, it sounds crazy. Uh, it, it, it does sound um, conspiracy theory, whatever. Um, but but it, it triggered, it is what set me on what I believe was the right track. And that was in, um, uh, when was that? that? That was early on. It was uh, M March, January, February, March, February, March, yeah. 220 just after the pandemic had started I was very cautious I um, I watched um, one or two experts one of them turned out to be Jewish and I've forgotten his name it, it sounds like yam or something like that he was was it Danny Shoham yeah it might have been but he was, he was some sort of mathematician and he was going on about that it would be exponential and he was uh, showing the um, you know how an exponential spread uh, would happen and he made this video about it. it was very very scary and i said to everyone at the time because uh, you know my parents are elderly and all that i said well we better be careful we don't know what's going on i said you're seeing all this stuff in china there's something happening we better just take precautions because you don't know so we all um i actually you couldn't get any masks you couldn't get any masks and <laughs> the only mask you could get was uh at our local store was a bunnings was a um like a painter's mask with a little filter thing on it. So we got some of them and they said we're sold out every, everywhere. So I thought, oh, you know, there's something going on. What, you know, we never got to wear the mask because by the time I sort of, you know, we, we, we sat back and we sort of settled down and looked at what was happening. And I looked at the data coming in and everything else. I, I realized there's something else going on. This is, you know, I'm, I'm not saying that I thought it was fake, but I knew that there was something, it wasn't just a straightforward uh, outbreak of a pandemic because they were hammering it so hard on all the TV channels and everywhere. It was just flooding the airways with this fear porn and people were just being terrified. So I started, what got my attention was, because um, I'm not, well, I've done microbiology and that sort of thing, but we were talking 30, 40 years ago. There no genetics. It was just, uh, it was just, um, you know, uh, making agar plates with uh, different bacteria on and all that sort of thing. Nothing fancy, because uh, I'm just a bucket chemist. But in any case, I looked at all this. I thought there's some really strange stuff going on. But what got my attention was an article in the New York Times, uh, which which had the full in color. They put it on the internet. It was in color. It broke down the whole um, uh, 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 virus. 
it had all the sections of the virus and the protein um, it, the protein products and everything yeah I yeah the protein that. products and it described each section and it had the code underneath each section it said this does this and this does this and this is the spike protein and this is the bit and they had it in red and they had those 12 letters in red and it said this is the furin cleavage site and this is what does the, basically this is what does the damage and i looked at those 12 letters and being the way i am I copy those 12 letters and I run them through the gematria because I thought there's some weird <laughs> stuff going on. And I run those 12 letters through the gematria uh, calculator and I got, I got the number 72. And the minute I got that number, it went bingo, bingo. This is connected to Hubbard. This is connected to the Jews. And people say, well, that's just nonsense. But then I put the name COVID in and I got 53 but it was COVID-19 and 53 and 19 is 72. And then I put the word Gentile in and I got the number 72 again. And then I started Googling and I put in, uh, you know, look, number 72, looking to see any associations. And I found um, what really uh, uh, surprised me was uh, the rule of 72, which is a quick way used to calculate compound interest. I, I, and there's a little video about it on Investopedia. And I yeah, thought, actually, bing, I bingo, the rule of 72, compound interest. I thought, bingo, this, because anybody who knows the Bible knows, well, there's 72 Gentile nations in the table of nations in, in Genesis, uh, in Genesis uh, chapter 10, the 72 nations. Now, it depends on which, which, if you read the Masoretic text, the Hebrew, you could say the 70 nations because the, the, the Jews have a, a Sanhedrin, the 70, right? The, they have the Sanhedrin, which is the 70. But there's arguments amongst the rabbis themselves whether the 70 or 72. And the reason for that is because in the time of Moses, there were 72, 70 judges appointed, and, uh, but Moses and Aaron were, were in charge of the, of the 70 judges. So you have your 72. And there were 70 souls that left Egypt, and this number 70 keeps coming back again and again and again. But the oh, point the Septuag is... is that, the Septuaginta, yeah. Yeah, the Septuagint has 72. That's right. So um, so the Kabbalah take on 72, and they've got this whole elaborate thing around it, that there's 72 demons, and that God has got 72 names, and that uh, there were 72 nations. So I thought straight away, this is not coincidence. You can't tell me this is coincidence. This, uh, can I can I just can I just add well, something though just to, just to um the rationalist in me just says uh, th th there's around gematria numbers and this type of thing it's easy to get caught up in sort of confirmation biases and um true. and th that would that would be my take I don't like I say I don't, you know what what brings people on particular paths and meeting and exchanging and consciousness interacting that's a very complex topic um the uh, so i would say like if there's a it's it wouldn't it wouldn't be surprising to me that if somebody was had a, some sort of eschatological viewpoint in mind as as they were creating this then the fact that it's a that this fear and cleavage site, for instance, is is suboptimal depending on what you're what you're trying to. Well, so I mean, there's a lot of things that are possible. 
I, I do think that to, to start well, off I, with the fact that you, that you had the, the, what I was trying to say whenever I, I didn't realize that you couldn't hear me was that the, that the, the, when you were talking about the genders coming together, like that seems, that's, that's definitely a trend that we're seeing, but more importantly for transhumanists having the spiritual and the, and the, and having the fact that if we merge with technology, then the, the technology would be the, the spiritual aspect of that. Um, I don't know if that's the way that they go with it, but that seems to me like, okay, you have your physical body, but then you merge with technology. And so you exist in this higher dimension or whatever. So I don't well, know if that's the, what you mean the, or the question, the question is, is this is a whole question about how you view reality and have they, have they actually, um, do they think that they understand reality do, because they, everything is code to them. Uh, the, you know, the DNA, mRNA, it's code, but it's all computer code as well. It, it's not coincidence in my view that computer and computer viruses um, more or less took off at the same time as, as uh, you know, you know, biology, this uh, genome and the code, the DNA. It's, it's all about code and viruses, code and viruses. And I think that they, I think that they believe that they have a understanding of reality. I think they, they believe that they can impose their own reality over the top of this reality. Uh, and by, um, by changing everything, by changing our DNA, by connecting us to, uh, to te technology, by uploading our, con they think that we can upload our consciousness or at least create a hive mind. Well, I know that I, I met Patrick Wood. I don't know if you're familiar with him. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I, I, I literally. How did you meet him, I, bro? He was at, he, I met him and Judy Mikovits at uh, the Houston Crimes Against Humanity tour. Oh, okay. And yeah, so I, I met a lot of great, strange, exotic people. Mm. But one of the things I, I definitely see that is, well, it seems obvious to me that whoever is, is whoever it is that has this hubris that's it's trying to move pieces around the, the chessboard they obviously have this 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 transhumanist perspective because they're i mean well, the other day I, I don't know if you were watching but when when i discovered that that james watson of watson and crick i know i saw was that. involved yeah was involved in vaccine studies um, that blew my where they mind were injecting HIV yeah. into prisoners, I know. that blew my mind I because yeah. because it, it yeah. doesn't make Texas. sense unless you really yeah. start thinking of really just diabolical stuff because it seems clear that retro trans like transcribing into the DNA is something they want to do and it, it seems like this might have been like the, the the early stages of that and so yeah like all this stuff it has but, but what I'm saying is this this this, this it, development yeah. of computers and code because this is as far as they're concerned it, 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 they can break down there is no there's no such thing as free will they say this is i mean harari there is no free will nonsense and and everything is deterministic everything is code uh you know it we're just we're just complicated code all, all they have to do is figure it out and so uh, ethics they, and so they're able to supersede ethics by 
by saying that in the end, it doesn't really matter. Because, and so th what they really want is to, they want to be in charge of, they want to have their hands on the steering wheel whenever yeah. we get to this point where we can do these things. And that's, I mean, that's what everybody wants, but, but they just have, they're the ones who seem to be clearly trying to, to push, like they're not nudging, they're, they're stirring the pot <laughs> and trying to yeah. see how oh. much damage they can do. So well, I, 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 I want to try and um, concretize a little bit more the, um, the Shekinah archetype because it's something I, I, don't, I don't really well, I, I understand its history so much and but it's it, in my understanding that seems to be a, a goal that they're trying to reach right which is this um, union right where there, where there isn't male or female anymore and I don't yeah, I, I don't know if that's like that's a true. godhead yeah, yeah. archetype that yeah. they're yeah yeah pointing out well or... look the 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 Shekinah is a, a Jewish concept that's not found in scripture but it um, is found in uh the Talmud and then also in the Zohar and it's the female aspect it's 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 supposed to be the the spirit or the glory of God the the Shekinah uh and it's supposed to be the female aspect so what they're saying is um, this is the male and the female aspect. The two uh, different uh, will become code, you know, become joined, as it were. And this is why you see that when when they're praying in front of the wailing wall, they're rocking up and down, aren't they? They're making love to the to the. Yeah, Shikani, that blew my mind when I found that out. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> did, I know. Did yes. you know that one? Yeah, hey, what's going on? You see them rocking up and down when when they're at the wailing wall and they're standing there, sort of rocking backwards and forwards it, it's literally them f fucking the <laughs> their their shekinah god yeah it's it's just it's just craziness but um but you see what they what they are doing is basically taking scripture and taking their own scripture and because they asked a question 2000 years ago they asked Jesus the question. They came. They came with this funny parable. I don't. You probably remember it. They said, "Well, we know a man. He had uh, he had a wife, and he died. And in in the Old Testament, Levirate marriage. If you died and they were childless, your brother or relative had to marry the woman and had to raise children because otherwise your name would die out." And they came with this silly story. So, well, this woman, uh, her husband died, and she was childless. So. The brother married her, and then he died, and then she married the next brother, and she married all seven brothers. And, and then, whose wife is she going to be in the in when God establishes His kingdom or goes to heaven or whatever? Whose wife is she going to be? She's married all seven, right? And uh, Jesus just looked at them and said, "You know, you don't know the scripture or the power of God. There's no, there's no marriage or giving in marriage in 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 in, in the future." Uh, because uh, logic says that if you're, if you're, the only reason we need to reproduce is because we die. If we didn't die, we wouldn't need to be to reproduce. We, we wouldn't need to reproduce, and we wouldn't have I these see. bodies because we I have see. bodies that that become old, that corrupt, that die. So, so he, Jesus said, "Look, there'll be neither marriage nor giving in marriage in the kingdom." 
He says, you don't understand scripture. And these were the Sadducees of the day, which were the priests of the day, which led the congregation. They did not believe in the resurrection. They did not believe in afterlife. What they believed in, and this is what they still believe in, and this is what is driving them, they believed that um, you, you, you lived in your ancestor, in your, in your children. Your genes were your your way of immortality. Yeah, this so, is why so, so it's, Jews... it's a reincarnation. So this is another thing that um, many well, it, people it's, don't it's... understand about um, Hebraic religions is that they actually believe in a form of reincarnation. Yeah, but it's reincarnation in in your children. Mm. Your children are you because they inherit your genes, your characteristics. This is why they oh, so their marriages are so in enclosed, and why they marry each other and keep keep the preferences so keep tight the inbreeding. Because, <laughs> yeah, but well, <laughs> sometimes you need a little bit of you need a little bit of fresh blood sometimes, but they keep the this tie because in their view. That th this is how you um, keep the you keep the bloodline pure, and you reincarnate yourself through your your children, as it were, and and this is why they've kept, and and this is why they, the, but not all of them. The Pharisees didn't believe that. That it was the the, the priestly class, the Sadducees. They rejected any uh, afterlife. They thought this was it, and we have to concentrate on gaining power over this world. And we do that by keeping in-house preference, and, um, and 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 you know, and staying on top of things. That's how, that's at least that's what I think. And uh, Jesus said, "Well, you don't you don't understand. You don't you're, you're you're thinking that the future, that marrying and giving in marriage is 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 the afterlife, but it's a different body. It's a different, you know, it, it's not a physical body as such. Uh, and they uh, they rejected that and." Um, and this is the consequence of it. They think they can be gods. They think that they, if they only try hard enough, they can find a way to extend life, physical life, and maybe upload their consciousness and um, and and so they, achieve so they've got their spirit that way. They don't. They don't have their gender. They they have their spirit. And uh, no, I, I can. That actually, it does make a lot of sense, um, and. That's basically what. That's just transhumanism in general. That's not even like a religious. Yeah, yeah it, thing it, at all. It's, it's, it, it, does, it, it doesn't have to have religion behind it, but but it's the natural consequence of the belief, which is which was the belief in the second in the first century by the priests, the Sadducees, uh, the sons of Zadok, which said there's no resurrection, there's no afterlife, there's nothing. It's this life. It's the power in this life. And that's the natural, this is where we find ourselves 2,000 years later with that thought process of we can, uh, we can rule the world, uh, we have to keep it tight, we have to keep, the, keep it in the family, keep it tight, very, um, you know, uh, 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 very objective, very focused, very concentrated. I mean, this is over hundreds of years, very concentrated. We will find the seat, we will find, because God said, metaphorically said um i'm not going to let you touch the tree of life now you've had the tree of knowledge you've eaten from the tree of knowledge but you're not going to eat from the tree of life i'm going to guard the tree of life i want to put cherubim at the ga gateway the gateway to guard the tree of life because if you should take the tree of life now in this state it'd be an absolute disaster 
And what they are doing is they're saying, well, we have the knowledge. We have the knowledge. We, we, yep. that, I mean, they have been looking for, for centuries now to find out the secret of life, DNA, to, to find out how to reprogram it, to use both. both I'm saying it's not an accident that we have the rise of computers and the rise of uh, genomics at the same time. They go hand in hand. Well, I, 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 I was sorry to interrupt. I, I would, I would say this just—it's informatics, right? Um, yeah. Reductionism leads to informatics, and you try. Essentially, it's a—it's a kind of unified theory for unified field theory for describing reality. And um, yeah, if you if everything is essentially. Re it's a potential to be represented just by flips of digits. Um, well, it, this is it. The, the, their understanding of the universe, I think they do have an understanding. I don't know what they're up to. I, I, even with CERN, I, don't, I think they're up to something funny, but I don't really fully understand what they're doing. But they, I think they believe that they've sussed that everything is just information. Everything can be broken down mathematically to fractals, to to you know to binary I mean, to, in a, to, everything in a sense, yes. photons everything is just information you know so if they have the data, if they, yeah, if they <laughs> control all the data right they can reshape reality this is what i think that they believe that's actually uh, that's a really good way of putting it is controlling the data because one of the one of the things that that i've been researching that i'm eventually I'm going to bring it to the fore is um, revolves around something called epigenetic signatures, which people don't even know that yet, but what, in addition to being able to, because one thing you have to do is you have to gather lots of data to, 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 trans, to, to transcribe it, to translate it, um, just, just like reading, but, but you can read methyl, methylation patterns on the epigenome and you can see, you know, you can learn a lot about someone's health. And, and I, I'll be publishing stuff about this soon because it's, it's all tied to COVID. But the other piece of this is that the, what they've been trying to do is, okay, anytime something happens to your, to your body and, and the cells respond to it, it, it causes a they put this methylation signature on some of your genes and turn them on and off or whatever. Well, what, what they're trying to do is learn how to take off that, that, uh, that swipe or that message that was put there. Let's say it's a, a dab of paint. They want to learn how to take it off because that will um, allow them to reduce the age and in fact, they just did this with mice. So basically what they did was they, they, they took mice, the mice got sick, and then they went back and they were able to remove the record of their being sick with whatever that pathogen was. And what it did was for the mice that they didn't do that, they aged much faster. And we're seeing the same thing right now with COVID. One of the things it's doing, one of the things that uh, Luke Montagnier was talking about before he died, one of the things he was researching was does it, how COVID is um, damaging, it's reducing the lifespan of cells because, so it's aging you. It's aging you faster. Um, right. Yeah. And so that's, this is, 
something that's kind of concerning to me because because I know that they're looking at this and if they're weaponizing this, I also know that they're trying to figure out how to reverse it because if they, once they can do that, then, then it, they can trick the, the cell, the, the telomeres and whatever, and, and to extending it. And so the technology that this, this was the technology that, that the DARPA source came to me first with before the diffuse documents that I ended up publishing that, big impact but in retrospect as i'm thinking about it 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 kind of makes a lot more sense why why fauci and it, like everybody was trying to suppress this technology because they're not telling the people about this and it's disturbing and i think I that you're know. right i think i think that it's tied into a lot of these these concepts and these perceptions of of what they want to try and do well, I, I love that. It's concerning. From, um, I love that clip from Batman Forever, uh, which um, ironically is the bat, the big black bat, and uh, when he's in, in front of um, um, what the Riddler, and the, who was played by Jim Carrey, and he yep, says uh, that that little clip where he says, "If knowledge is power, then a god am I." And the idea in that movie was is that he would be connected to via the TV screen. Then it was he'd put something in the TVs. I think um, that he would suck in everybody's knowledge. He would he would know everything, all the data. And he said, "I will know everything. All the credit cards, there, you know, uh, everything." And I, I would suck it all in. If knowledge is power, then a god am I? And that is in the Batman film, and we all know that the 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 the, the, um, the, the, the super villains and the, all these characters are Jewish because they're all Jewish illustrators and and, and Jewish uh, cartoonists behind it. So That's this actually is, true, yeah. yeah. So the idea behind <laughs> this of of um, knowledge is power and a god am I, and uh, going right back uh, was of you know. We've eaten of the tree of knowledge, and we're going to find out what life really is and how to extend it, how to control it. And it's all about data. Even, even in those movies, it was about data. The more data, the more you know, the more you can control. And that's, as far as I can see, they see everything. Life itself is just data. And, you know, light is just data. It's, uh, it, it collapses to a probability of blah, blah, blah. It's all data. You know, and well, the human they, genome project was a problem with being able to process the data, and because once you once you solve that problem, then it becomes a matter of scaling it, and that's well, you you that's can't one process of the, that data unless you've got computers, and that's why it went hand in hand with computer with the computer. right. But that's why it's so scary that James Watson was there uh, watching yeah, exactly. as they were doing these first yeah. experiments trying to do this transcription because. That means that he and whoever was around him have, like, within a few decades of understanding the double helix, they were already trying to fast track this yeah. to figure out this stuff for themselves. Oh, yeah. Because th yeah. this stuff was never published. This is this is all secret. Um, yeah. It's it's terrifying, to be honest. It really is. I, I, I honestly believe they think and they're Fauci's in it. Against I think they are running. I think they know they are running against the clock. They're running against the clock. 
I think they know that the, an end is coming or something is coming or a big change is coming. You can call it whatever you want. I think they know that and they're running against the clock and that's why they're cutting corners now. They put on the enormous... Look, all this money that's gone missing, all this money that's gone missing over the last 100 years, billions in black projects, all of that will have been gone... To, it wasn't just biowarfare. It was... They were trying to crack the code of life they were trying to manipulate life. They were trying to man manipulate reality. And I think they've spun loads of stories around it. UFOs, uh, we've, you know, reverse engineering, um, you know, uh, alien uh, crafts and all this stuff. I think they've thrown, because we've been so propagandized over the last hundred years. Everything is, they've turned, deliberately turned everything into a lie. So people don't know what, can't make out heads or tails of anything anymore because everything well, especially especially since the pandemic there's not even yeah. like a there doesn't even seem to be a a desire to to pull the tap back and then then you see all the the ridiculous justifications for for everything they're doing in russia or it, it, it yeah. really does seem like they're i mean i really like the, the way that you put that is that they're they're they feel like they're i mean i i mean i agree i agree with them I, I think i think the entire planet i think all of humanity realizes that whether you call it the singularity or the rapture or whatever it is uh, crazy things are coming no one's prepared for it and so they want there these people want to make sure that that they're in charge when it happens well, um, I honestly think I honestly yeah. think it's true that we're coming to the end of a cycle. Now you can call that a natural cycle, and I do believe the ancients knew of these cycles: the the the, the great procession year, the 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 cycle that takes twenty five thousand nine hundred twenty years that Newton calculated, where we go, where we rotate through all the constellations, and we end up at the same point. And along this way, we at regular intervals, we have catastrophes. And, and that that and then it um, kicks don't does it doesn't that divide into 72 degrees or something isn't yeah well this is it it's 72 it's 360 a circle is 360 degrees which is babylonian because the babylonians are base six right. so it's a circle Instead is 360 10, yeah. degrees and if you divide the 25,920 years by 360 you get 70 if every each degree is 72 years mm which just happens to be the average lifespan of man uh, when I last checked, 72 years globally. So our life is one tick of the cosmic clock, as it were. Every, our life is one second, one tick of the cosmic clock. And there's 360 generations going from the first to the last uh, before we end up at the same point. So, in it, so we, we go through this cycle that's nearly 26,000 years and then we start again. And there's there's a reset, I think, a natural cyclical reset, um, which the ancients knew of. Even the Mayans with their calendars, they weren't that far off. Um, you know, they, they, people were cal people were calculating um, uh, in Asia Minor eleven thousand years ago. They they were calculating um, what do you call it? Eclipses and things like that. The Babylonians, they weren't stupid. They, they were, you know, they, these people were mathematicians. Well, they also had a lot more free time, so. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, but they, 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 they didn't they have the internet. Had, <laughs> they only had the heavens to look yeah. at. 
They only had the heavens to look at. They didn't it is incredible. Like when we take distractions yeah. out of our, out of our minds, like what we can do. And I, so, so yes, I, I do think that I'm glad we were able to, to have this talk because I do think that in the end, at the, at the core of what we're experiencing right now is we have these, these, these forces like this inertia that's trying to, that's dragging us in this direction. And I think that what we should do is we should, we should use, we should try and figure out how best to mitigate. We have to keep these, for, we have to keep these forces in mind when we're trying to figure out how best to, yeah. to mitigate or to respond yeah. because, you know, we can't let these I have a question for you that in. I wanted to ask. I wanted to ask um just just um because you know a lot about this. Um the other thing that piqued my interest at the time was that they went to Alaska in 2005 and they dug up the uh Brevik. They dug up the bodies of the um uh the flu uh and they, right, they, they isolated, yeah. yeah, they've uh, isolated H1N1. And I, I read an article about it. Um, it was in Sports Illustrated, which really piqued my in. in uh, it, well, I think it was Sports Illustrated. They did an article on um, because the the guy that did it, um, Johan something, I think his name was. But anyway, he, he was, um, you know, they, they called him uh, a gag at the vi a gog. At the virus hunter was the article was called something like that. But he he dug up the virus and brought it back, and it was worked on by Tanner Tannerbaum or something. And Tobinberger, yeah, yeah. yeah and, we just speaking about him the other day. <laughs> and credit and credit was given to Fauci because he was on the team. And he took credit as well on the paper or something. But anyway, what what interested me was this article stressed the number seventy two. The the guy it was seventy two years old when he went to. Um, when he went to uh, uh, Alaska to look for this, to dig up this virus, he found uh, a, a, a cemetery with uh, 80 bodies, but 72 had di 72 of these bodies had died of, uh, of the avian flu. And it kept repeating this number 72. And I thought, this is just weird. It's just weird that why, why would they stress this number through this, often unnecessarily, keep repeating it through this article. I thought, they're it, you know, this is, we're being gaslighted again. And, um, Obviously, I went out to look at H1N1, but H1N1 is completely different to SARS. It attacks the blood in a different way. It's the, the biochemistry is different. Why did they want that H1N1? Did they use that knowledge? That's what I'm saying. Did they use that knowledge that they gained from trying to resurrect uh, the, the well, flu virus? Did they use that in SARS? Because they're completely different. The way they um, interact with the hemoglobin and things is completely I've never different. Looked, I've never looked at the genome like since I've come to understand like, you know, the parts of the virus and the parts of the genome. So I haven't looked at H1N1 from that perspective. Um, I don't believe that it's the same. It's like in the same, you know, hemoglobin family. I don't, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know anything about the flu, but it's in the same uh, like family, but it's not the same thing as what, what there was in 1950 that was released in 1977 in that, and so I don't know how H1N1 in 2009 and those other two periods, I don't know why it's different. They were obviously there's, interested. There's two in arguments, it, though. There's two arguments. If, 
Did they yeah, use that this... knowledge? Did they use that knowledge? Because it's, they are different. Potentially. Did they use that knowledge in any way for constructing this? I, I would have to go back and look, but it's possible because there's a couple of different theories. One is that it really wasn't that bad. And another is that it, that it was actually just, that it was a bacterial infection or something that was, that was doing us the damage. Yeah. And then there's another one which says that, that there's, that really what happened was a pig. So a swine flu and a bird flu mixed. And this mix that was unique is what caused it to be, extra virulent and then it because it was being passed around through people of the ages of like 20 to 30 and there were males and they were all tightly packed quarters and then they went to europe so basically they they thought there's like unique circumstances that caused it to be more well, virulent. I, I think but well my I, opinion on the, on the on i want to i want to look now because i bet because it it's kind of disturbing because you know you know who was who was researching the 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 person who broke the story about like what the the person who discovered the ebola fusion protein the person who discovered the hiv fusion protein the person who discovered sars and h1n1 in 2009 was bill gallagher who was working with who was the mentor of robert gary Uh he's also the one so i'm wondering if so I do kind of want to go back now and look at the 1918 virus because if they did, f- I have no doubt that they were looking for something that would be advantageous. Yeah. Uh, and I'd be interested I to see if there was some why sort of they would go to the trouble because it seems like, it seems like. Suicidal. You know, yeah. I mean, I, on a superficial look at it, which I did, it seems like, well, they're too, they're so different that, that, you know, one won't impact. One had no impact on the other, and or they couldn't use the knowledge they gained on 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 the one virus to 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 um to give it maybe classes of virus. Yeah. See, that's one yeah. thing about the fusion proteins is the fact that be, with that uh, mechanism, the the antivirals that they invented to to block that on Ebola and and like there's a certain certain set of viruses that all have similar fusion proteins, even though they're very different in other ways. And that includes Ebola, flu, uh, coronaviruses, and HIV. And so it's possible that that they were able to incorporate something. And so, yeah, no, I definitely... It's it's just something I think we should look at because I don't think they would go to all this trouble, write articles about it, send expeditions, dig up dead bodies, reconstruct the avian flu and then not use the knowledge somehow because what they're saying what they're trying to say is oh well it's completely different it's completely they were they were not looking for peaceful purposes they were they were looking yeah there's some reason behind it so i I just i'm just curious and i have another just just as charles was you know non-peaceful purposes that the big threat always was there's some flu gonna come from china that was that's the story that was always um yeah. pumped out um you know instead it turns out that uh yeah, you get sars instead well, i mean we they... already have deadly avian flu i mean we have h5n1 we have h7n9 so we already have enough nasty um things that can jump over but aren't uh you know really transmissible and so it, it, and once again this is the same crap that they were doing like fauci 
Fauci was interested in that stuff. So this notion, and he was defending gain of function in the, in the years afterwards. So this notion that he really gives a shit about people is ridiculous or, or that he doesn't understand fear and cleavage sites because he was arguing after they made H5N1 and gave it fear and cleavage sites from ferrets, he was arguing that it was worth doing. So he obviously doesn't give a shit about humanity. And I think we should have paid more attention in well, the past. It's, it's a means to an end. Humanity is a means to an end. I'm trying to find, uh, there was a temple coin. Do you, do you, what? Do you so, yeah, you know, you know was, in it's yeah. Israel, they have these temple yeah. coins, right? Yeah. And I think it would be useful for Charles to see the backside that shows the sword mm. going up and there's the, there's a lot of information embedded in it, but I can't. Well, I'm, about to, I'm about to have to go because I gotta, because yeah. I will literally never finish this project. <laughs> yeah, got that. I, I mean, like, like, I've once been you nowhere for three weeks doing it. So yeah, once you get down this again, <laughs> I, would, I would to people listening. This is what I would say we're doing. It's it's threat assessment. It's not nothing else, and um, it could be could be we're dealing with something completely different. Um, I would just add this that you have to look at everything right now um temple coin i'm trying to yeah you got if someone has a link to that temple coin with the i mean back... I'm yeah, searching... i know which i know which one you mean yeah i know which one you mean it's got satellites on it it's got a sword yeah. it's got Saturn. it's even got i think has it got the virus on it it's got a syringe and uh yeah it's got syringes yeah it's, it's got everything on it yeah yeah um, I, I've got a question. It's complete. It might be a complete tangent, but maybe one of you gentlemen can help me. I, I mean, given what we've already out. been talking about, there's a pretty good chance. Yes. <clears throat> there's, there's just a, there's just a, something that came up. I I, I think I um I, I think I sent a, a, an email to you, Kev, about it, or, or mentioned it, but I never. I then I forgot about it myself. I never got around to looking at it. It was about the in the Pfizer documentation, the the post um, market survey. Um, what one of the side effects they listed was the the deletion of the one one thirty six P gene, and I thought that was interesting. Huh? Suppression, suppression, suppression. Of, yeah, yeah, deletion. It's a delete deletion of the one. 36p i think that's what it's called anyway i went and had a look at that because i thought well that's interesting i went and had a look at it i found a article on it and it's it's um well it causes all sorts of genetic abnormalities with the misformed f face misformed head and neurological and basically a retard uh and i was reading this but th these are the thoughts that came to mind and i haven't done any more research on that i'm meant to have a look today but I was thinking, well, this looks a bit like Zika to me. Now, is it different? But the other thing that, that came to mind was this. How did they know? Because this is a genetic defect. So it must be done on, it must be passed on by pregnant women uh, if you're going to have a gene deletion. But they didn't test it on pregnant women. They made it, they said, we've not tested it on pregnant women. And yet, in this post market, um, document survey they've got one of the side effects is deletion of the uh, of the 36 um the 136 p gene so if you're going to delete a gene that then obviously this this is a genetic defect 
the gene must be damaged in uh, in the fetus. So it must it must be um, uh, a side effect of giving mRNA. One of the side possible side effects of giving mRNA to a um, a pregnant woman. But they said they didn't test the. Uh, the, the the mRNA on pregnant women. So so why is that there as one of the side effects? And and that brought to me to my mind the sudden appearance of the Zika virus in Brazil. Now I, I haven't done any further research. These are just lo loose thoughts. I might be completely wrong. But right. just so let me see if I can if I can guess what you're what you're what you're saying. You're saying that that the Zika virus the manifestation of it might actually have been like an mRNA trial that we just didn't know about. Yeah. I think that might have been because how, how, how did they put, why did they put this as a side effect in the post uh, market survey? They had deletion of how, do, how do you know about the deletion of a certain gene, which can only happen, uh, which it can only happen genetically. Uh, so it can only happen at the fetal stage because you, you can't delete, or are they saying that that if you inject someone with mRNA, it might delete this gene in, in an adult and they might suddenly turn into a retard and the face might change? No, I don't think so. This can only happen, as far as I know, is if it's given at the, at the, in, the preg in the pregnancy stage where, where you've got a, a growing fetus. So, But they hmm. deliberately said it was not tested on pregnant women. So how can they have that? How can they know? This is my answer. This is my question. How can they know that that is a side effect if if it hasn't been An tested? Animal testing. You think they did animal testing? They saw that was a side effect of it. It could be. Probably. I yeah. mean, there, there's an there's an answer. Yeah, it could be. Right, but I mean, yeah. they didn't even. I would have to go back and look and see like what. But it seems a very strange side effect. For MRA. Deletion really of a gene. Well, I mean, they, they've been doing biologics for oh, over well, yeah, twenty years. So, yeah, that's um, true. Yes. The, you know, you'd have to find the causal mechanism for the suppression. I, I don't mean, think it's. I a, mean, to be honest, nothing would surprise me anymore. Like mm. at this point, you know, before the pandemic, I would have said that's ridiculous, but. Yeah, I've, I've had to reappraise a lot of my. Uh, um, now it's a completely it just, it logical. Just seems, it just and seems strange conclusion. to me that they they've deliberately said we didn't test it on pregnant women, right? So then they can say, oh, we had we've got no liability. We got no liability because um, we we got no liability because we didn't test it on pregnant women uh, because we were in such a rush. Um, so that that's a get out course for them, but I. I you, you might be right. It might be that they tested the, the animal tests and they noticed that certain certain animals uh, had had um, had this gene uh, suppressed or deleted. I there we go, know. gents. Can you see that's the screen? Can you see yes, the screen? Yes, I can see it. There you go, Charles. That's their temple wow. coin. This is the Donald Trump temple coin where they've got him as Cyrus, uh, King yeah. Cyrus, on the other side. <laughs> right. Oh, there I see the syringes. The syringes there. Yeah. So I, I yeah. don't know anything about temple. So the, this is something like. So if, you, I, if I, I, temple coin means nothing to me, so I'm curious. Right. So but. so in um you you go to Jerusalem, right? And I've been there. Um, they think that they're going to rebuild the temple. And, yeah, they do. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And there's there's like this dingy little 
shop in like a I don't know, like yeah. souk, like a sort of Middle Eastern yeah. market where they're where they're in there, uh, and they've got like a reconstruction of the temple, how it's uh, how they want it to look, and you know, there's whole there's I don't know if you can remember Ariel Sharon. Um, that it caused an intifada because he he laid a cornerstone, I think it was. God, that's going back like twenty years, twenty five years ago. <laughs> and um, but they um, to raise funds for this temple, they make these commemorative silver coins. Interesting. And um, when Trump came into power or, or got voted in. They, um, I can't, I can't remember the exact reason why, but they, they considered him the, a modern King Cyrus. Who? Oh yeah, because they, they, he officially recognized Jerusalem as the capital. That's right. Uh, yeah. Of, yeah, I, uh, I was actually, I think, yeah, I was actually at the uh, Department of State then, so that was a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so, so that. that kicked off a whole bunch of sort of. Um, oh no, they love him. They love him. Yeah. Yeah, but it's it's prophetic um, signals to these people right and so um trump was the um reincarnation of king cyrus who somehow set them free i don't know from babylon or wherever it yeah, was yeah i was trying to remember i think i think cyrus i don't know I don't, I don't remember i'm more of a new testament guy hence the greek but um if you just look yeah. at this thing so you've got Thank a sword you. going into circuits you can see a, like an atomic structure next to a heart then you've got syringes satellite dish cogs binary code satellites starships piece of dove and then saturn and saturn is one of their um yeah yeah saturn that's uh, right how would you say uh well they tied the little black box to their head yeah 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 that (laughs) that's representative of saturn and the worship of saturn and um Again, um, worship of Saturn. Yeah, yeah. There's there's some there's some stuff when you dig in there, dude. That just um, when like I say, for me, I try to look at it as threat assessment. I like that phrasing, threat assessment. And um, that's that's what I used to do. So yeah, and um, like I say, it may make people feel uncomfortable. You're gonna have to walk that fire, man get past it because like i say these people are, um they've shown you their intent right yeah and yes they have and yes, they have. their intent means that they that they don't care about man woman or child they'll come for your children right now and so okay <laughs> the gloves are off as far as i'm concerned let's fucking go and uh, <laughs> if that's if that's uh who's uh, who's driving it then um we need to be speaking to uh, uh, more, uh, how should we say, reasonable members of that community that they need to get a grip on um, the more, you know, like we say to our Muslim brothers, you got to get a grip on those uh, <laughs> shades, man. Well, I, I don't, otherwise, I don't, I don't know how else, I don't know how else you deal with it. But you, we rock up in gunboats <laughs> in the Mediterranean. Well, <laughs> knock it off. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad we had this this detour. I think this was this was good to. Yeah, it's fascinating. Man. Have a little bit of a, a different perspective. I mean, yeah. And I, I love history, and I also love 
I love the fact that it has a tendency to repeat and we never pay attention to it. And so, mm, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think that, uh, well, I want to go to Jerusalem and I want, uh, man, if, if I knew that all I had to do to get a cool coin was, was to recognize their embassy, then I'm not sure <laughs> that I'd do that. You can buy but them online, get, bro. It's about 90 yeah, quid, we, 90 dollars. You got to get me out there. We got we to gotta move Malone out of the, out yeah. of the driver's seat for this because he's, he's not really... Yeah, yeah, he's not but ready for the jelly. He's he's put a chink in for uh, uh, opening the dialogue, right? And and I think part of that is um, we cannot have this ambiguity. We don't care about your fucking nuclear ambiguity because you know nuclear weapons don't um, don't uh, walk out. Well, on that's the... not that's not really the future. But to be honest, I don't like just from what I can see right now. What concerns me is is that it's multinational, not necessarily just lot, Israel. Lot of lot of people believe in prophecy, dude. Lot of people. Oh, no, no, I'm not saying that. The, I just think that <clears throat> I'm still trying to work out like like what it means because you know, is a deep state is something outside the United States? Is a deep state with something? All of the above, bro. All of the above, as far as I can see. I I don't know what it is, but I know that we need to we need to pull our sovereign sovereignty back because uh, they're they're just trying to drive us off a cliff. Yeah, yeah. That's not what I want. So let's get get the Marines in. I'm That's running that binary code on the on the that I can see on the thing. <laughs> of course, it does. If any, <laughs> of course it does. Makes any sense? Just for fun. That doesn't surprise me at all. Well, all um, right. so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go back to the work to doing the big stuff, and yeah, um, I've, I've got to get out this chair. sometime in the next 48 hours, I'm trying to get this this like 120 page thing done. Yeah, you need but to, to get get that dropped out. I mean, it's because there's a whole bunch of stuff in there that most people have no idea about, and it's got all the. It's more of the same stuff that I've been posting, just you know, putting all the receipts on there. So, well, I would I would say this. Um, Perfection sometimes is the enemy of good enough, right? And... Oh yeah, but I'm like, I, I, yeah. Trust me, I'm I'm fighting that battle still because I'm not worried about it being perfect. I'm just worried about it being uh, coherent enough that it can. Oh, you can adjust it afterwards. <laughs> just the... Well, yeah, it's true. It's true. But I'm also trying to decide whether or not to put one last piece in. But temple is... coin in. Not the temple coin. It's the the epigenetic stuff. Because I've got it in there right now, but I, I'm trying to decide. Yeah, maybe maybe it's just time to just uh, drop it all. Um, because I do think um, clock is ticking, bro. Yeah, well, like I said, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Yeah, the clock is ticking. Know. Because I, I also don't want to. I don't want to shoot my load before. Like, if if I have an opportunity that's that's emerging for a bigger stage, then I want to make, I want to have something that I can because. We've seen that there. If you don't get it on Joe Rogan or you don't get it, you know, on Tucker Carlson, then nobody will know about it. And so there's, we have to, we have to be careful. We have to be judicious because we only have so many good rounds that we can use. Yeah, uh, I agree. Um, so I'll, I'll just stand at the back, try and keep the soundboard down to a minimum. Just, I don't know if I, if I'm doing something for morale, maybe. I don't, know else, I don't know what else I can do, bro. I, I told everyone about that amyloid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
I'm, I'm pretty the sure question is what happens next, isn't it? Are they um, going to release something else? I don't know. Bill Gates come. We've had Bill Gates come to Australia, and and basically said, uh, warned that we could have a, ma a man-made. He actually said we could have a man-made. Um, you know, it could be man-made. So, the, are they going to use Australia as a test ground? Who knows? Well, that's why. That's why I've been trying to finish this project because it's it's basically an evidentiary basis that we can use to. Yeah, you know, you know, you know what I would do, Charles. I would, I would like the epigenetic stuff. I would just write a couple of sentences. Dot, dot, dot. Release the document, and then, then you've got, you've still got another round in the chamber. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's important to get as much information out there as possible. And uh, I, I think they get gearing up for the next stage. And the war, the war that's coming is is like a backstop uh, because I think it's all going wrong for them. So they they're gonna it'll cover a multitude of sins with the war. Uh, it will allow allow them to bring in new legislation. Everything everything becomes um, you know they can militarize everything. And um, that's what they've been doing for the last three years. It's just people don't get. They've been... Yeah, but they can yeah, they can do it openly, can't they? They yeah. can bring in the Secrecy Act. They can they can bring in more draconian um, uh, legislation on the internet. They can, uh, you know, they can totally. They might they might pull the internet real soon, right? Well, they could. Yeah. They could. That's that's they what could. I'm expecting. Rather than under rather than guise, another virus, under the guise of a, of an attack, a cyber yeah. attack, it's gone down. That's it. Finished. And then, and then, where do you, where, what? I mean, do, where do you go when people can't even get information or can't even contact each other properly? Yeah. Well, I, I've said before we should probably um, have a written down thing of phone numbers. <laughs> like get... you got, you got to think of other means because yeah, they're gonna, they're gonna. Yeah. They will. They will do whatever they whatever it takes. They're never gonna get. They're never. This is over a hundred years of them researching and trying they're never gonna admit it and they're never gonna they're never gonna reform their institutions well this, this I, is... I, I would again i would say this um that the moral ethical thing about justice it's a good goal to have right it's a guiding principle but i'm more of the opinion we've got to get through what this transition phase that they're that they're instantiating that's it that's all you can do and maybe and you're not going to save everyone you can't and just there's you, you just got to persuade enough people that we can we have lineage progression ourselves right because that's that's what they're aiming for and yeah. we have to do it as well so um i think that's probably a good well, my, my, my opinion, my own opinion, no, nobody else needs to hold this, is that the only thing that's going to stop this is when we get um, a solar flare, when, if, if, when there's some divine intervention. Take, and it won't be them shutting down the internet or the grid. It will be a case of zap. That's it. Maybe. You, finish. you had your chance. You Maybe. had your chance. I think that's the only thing that's going to stop it. Some great big earthquakes. And I think, honestly think, that the timetable, they've got the timetable wrong, that it's going to happen faster than they think, and they're panicking. Uh, they're going to they're going to try and ramp everything. I mean, they've got this Agenda 230. This is all going to happen in the next seven, seven years. They must have some timetable 
based on the events on on the things that they think are going to happen their projection of i mean they're using all sorts aren't they they're using remote viewers they're using their um understanding of uh, physics natural history whatever else they know that they're not telling us and that's why that's helped them set their dates and by 2 30 agenda 2 30 they want the next stage to be reached and uh yeah that's and we gotta get through to that um well the thing is what, what gets me is there if you go on the nasa website which had the magnetic excursion it ends in 2000 they haven't got any they've got a, a model which allows you to uh put in uh, your um latitude and longitude and you can get then the declination and the strength of the field in your where you live and all that the model only goes to 2025 it doesn't go beyond that so, so yeah why? models suck why? anyway Come on, we've, got to, we've got to let charles yeah. get on his it, way so yeah. <laughs> but they know something's coming they know something's coming they know, I know. it's called charles <laughs> yeah well i hope so i hope so yeah. Throw well, a spanner in the throw a spanner not, in the works. I'm not gonna stop till I'm dead. So all right, same. All right, guys, yeah. I'll let you go. I'm gonna get out of this chair okay. as well. So yeah. uh, Paul, thank yeah. you very much for the yeah. uh, okay. eschatology. Much much appreciated. Yeah, thanks, all yeah. right, yeah. take care, guys. I'll figure it yeah. out. All right. Um, there you go, folks. Thank you very much. And big shout out for those that stepped up for uh, people in need today. Uh, again, prayers for Chris. He's going into hospital for, uh, well, hopefully, hopefully everything goes smooth. Um, and uh, he's, he's um, we raised quite a bit, I think. Um, let me count it up. Uh, Day we did over a thousand dollars. All right, so um, Chris, Chris can come back to a warm apartment. Um, I can play and play tax evading Blick, Simon Phoenix, and uh, we can be uh, settled for one week. And uh, <laughs> What a strong stream that was. I might just watch that one again, man. <laughs> oh, well, man. We touch on some stuff. We touch on some stuff. Right. I've got to get out of here. <laughs> I need a piss. Right. Take care, guys. God bless. Bro, you don't know how angry I am. You do, I'm like, I was just leaving for fucking work. You do not understand how fucking pissed off. After reading that little line, I will be arrested for not taking a fucking vaccine. Fuck these cappers. I will fucking kill each fucking capper. I swear. <laughs> this is not a fucking joke anymore. This is fucking dead serious. I am fucking dead serious. These people don't know who the fuck they're actually saying. Fuck these cappers. No fucking vaccine or MRI or ever throws me my fucking blood blood. Never. I will fucking die. Fucking fighting for my fucking, fucking fees and my fucking forefathers and my fucking lily. Fuck these motherfuckers. All that fire. I like this guy. Send 10.45,000. Let up. 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 Let up.